0: This is Maluka, and you're listening to Skyrim Off the Record.
1: The Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim
2: Off the Record.
3: Everybody, welcome to Skyrim off the record for episode number twenty one. I am Joe the widget Wilson and I am just that host. And joining me today, as always, it is Evarwin, Mr I Sleep When I Die
1: <laughs> Joe Joe, I am I am just that host as well. <laughs> How you doing?
3: I'm doing great.
1: You yeah. sir need to get more sleep. I probably should, and so should you.
3: Yeah, well, you know. Chat room. How is everyone in the chat room? We have another nice full house. Not as full as last time, but full enough. We've got the good people in there this time.
1: Luca brings in just a few extra people. Like, you know, um, 180 extra. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Lou is still out doing his official business with our country. So we give him our love and we look forward to seeing him next week. But back again taking his place filling in his shoes mr no one dave i'm not really crappy audio anymore ha 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 adams hey everybody
0: hey, dave. hey everybody in the chat hey joe hey varwin how y'all are doing today uh we're doing
1: great man great you sound <laughs> you sound great i was going for sexy not great yeah, well, when I when I uh, when I say great, I mean sexy in a man way.
0: Oh, okay, good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so why why do you sound so so gosh darn awesome?
0: I was lucky enough to have another host on our network bestow upon me a blue yeti microphone, which he had extra. It's a professional mic, and needless to say, I'm in love with it.
3: It's 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 pretty sexy. <laughs> it is. All right, let's get down to the business
1: okay and when joe says business we mean sponsors <laughs> 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 and as always this uh episode of skyrim off the record is brought to you in part by DoghouseSystems.com, which i'd like to add that we are now listed among their affiliates on their web page so go check out DoghouseSystems.com, and uh, you can go ahead and, and see their their wonderful list of affiliates we are we are among them uh, as always, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to just tell you that you know they're they're great guys, they're gamers like you, yada 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 yada, so on and so forth. Um, here's the thing, okay? Their product is is amazing, and their customer service is is just as amazing. And if you're looking for a solid gaming computer, you're definitely going to want to check these guys out. We tout them every single week and we tout them on every single show, and we're gonna to continue to do so because we love these guys just that much. They're amazing. So definitely check them out. DoghouseSystems.com. They're gonna set you up with great laptop, great uh, desktop computer, made for gaming, tailored to you because you're gonna you're gonna build it yourself. When you drop in the code off the record at checkout, they're gonna double your, your memory, they're gonna double your RAM. So, they're giving you even more awesome completely for free. So, at doghousesystems.com, dropping the code off the record during the checkout, and they will double your memory.
3: Today's episode is also brought to you by John Harbour's Books on RPG Game Programming at jharbour.com, jharbour.com. And check out his free game dev primer course at udemy.com com. and next week we are actually changing our record time. It's the same day on Wednesdays, but due to circumstances, we are going to be recording at 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights. Uh, it might go to 8 p.m. depending on on the situation, but that's Eastern time, guys. So we're actually be recording at night now. Yay! Yay! Now well, we can get stop have people stop complaining about us recording in the morning. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, yes. I finally, uh, I am now going to be <coughs> working a, a more normal shift. So hopefully that equates to a much more normal life and uh, hopefully a much better recording schedule as well. So hopefully it'll accommodate everybody. And Yay. That's, that's what we're looking to do. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally stoked about this. <laughs>
3: the only thing that's going to be different is that you're not going to get the recorded show on iTunes until very late
1: that night. To early the next day yeah but the good thing about that joe is that they'll they'll have it ready and available for them still by their commute the next morning so yep you'll be getting it later but you'll still it'll still be there so when you wake up just you know if you really if you really have to listen to our show on your commute if you're really that crazy <laughs> <laughs> just remember it should be there for you when you wake up in the morning
3: also we created a youtube page for um quest gaming network like i just did a little video last night after my live stream about my little bit of of highlights of my sniping craziness and a kitty that came out of nowhere and bursted in flames you can find that, that on youtube for quest to. gaming network all one word check it out guys it's we got a couple of videos up there and we're going to be adding a lot and there's even a link to it on our main portal site yes all right enough yeah, of not that.
0: even kidding you need to go see that <laughs> Really, that was like crazy. The cat just
3: exploded into flames and then turned and attacked you. I'll get into that in a second because that, that was really crazy. I'm going to... You know what? Let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes.
0: Oh, meat and potatoes. So, Snug get right in there. Yes.
3: Snug it right in there. And I actually got flack for not saying that during the Minecraft for the Record episode last this last Did Sunday. You? Yeah. Did you? What, from Fred? Yeah, from Fred and a couple other people. You didn't say meat and potatoes, man. <laughs> that's funny I'm gonna let evarwin go first today
2: me you oh
1: <laughs> well I have to say um the the uh the Diablo three beta sucked my soul this weekend <laughs> to oblivion <laughs> um so i I didn't get the I didn't get the kind of playthrough that that i I wanted to to get through um but However, it was, it was all for a good cause cause we, we, uh, we do have the Diablo off the record, uh, world premiere coming up this, uh, this Saturday. So I was, I was getting all geared up for that. Uh, however, I was able to, to fit just enough time to, to start making my way once again over to, <laughs> over to Iverstead. I, I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shiny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have I gotta apologize. Uh I obviously I'm I'm not I'm not playing the game like I used to anymore. Um but it's it's not because my, my interest for the game has waned. It's it's really you know, mainly because the last the last month or so we've been we've just been so busy with all of the expansion that the network has been going through. A lot of a lot of different meetings and emails and setting up this and that and, and all that and it's just been tough. Um so I, I do apologize. However, I always, I do make sure, like like everyone else here, I, I make sure that we we do our homework and and we come prepared with with some with some awesomeness for the, for the show. Uh, so I, I was going up to Iverstead and <laughs> I was I finally got there after after last week's uh, debacle where I had to you know I, I killed that NPC and and uh, and Maluka sounded like she wanted to hit me over the head with something. <laughs> finally got there, I was a about to go up to Highrothgar when i said to myself there's there's a, a a little dungeon over here i could see it on my compass i've never been here before let me check this out so yeah the chat room's going ooh candy <laughs> yeah it was, it was just like that i was like oh look shiny never been there before so i i made my way over to it and it's called uh shroud hearth barrow and uh <laughs> let me tell you I'm glad I walked in because had I had I gone up to High Rothgar, it would have been the same old thing that I've done in in every playthrough, you know, since November. And this was this was totally different for me and completely new. And so, what this place is is basically it's a crypt, um, like most of the the you know beginner level dungeons of the game. It's it's a crypt. It's filled with draugr. So as as soon as I zone into this place, you know, I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be like a quick little thing. I walk in and. It's, it's, filled with, it's filled with all kinds of you know, crazy traps, you know, which I expertly avoided, by the way. Um, and I'm mentioning this because at the end, I have a ridiculous epic fail that you, <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> never, never going to live down. <laughs> so I'm like, there's this, this ghostly elf who's beyond bars that I can't get to. And he comes up to me and he goes, oh, you shouldn't be here. bugger, 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 bugger. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess he's the boss. I have to eventually get to him. There's a, yeah, just like that too. Burger, 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 burger. So uh, pretty specific. Yeah. Well, he was specific. It was only three boogers.
3: Yeah. If I went to writing it down, what do you say again? Burger, burger. burger, 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 burger.
1: <laughs> In quotes. uh I think this guy's name was uh, Wendelius. Wendelius was his
0: oh, name. Oh, the, the, the ghost guy who hangs out. Yeah.
1: You, you know who I'm talking about? Yes, I know. He's a jerk. Yes, he is a jerk. <laughs> the I have to say that the one thing I liked about this was now when you you walk you go down a series of steps, all right? On your right-hand side is is uh, you know, Windelius, the uh the the ghost the ghost knife-eared elven moron. <laughs> and then on your left um is is a corridor where there's there's just an open room. You can walk in there. And if you walk, like, as soon as you walk in there, you're going to gonna hit a pressure plate. And all these, like, darts come flying at you. This was, like, I think one of, like, four different traps that I tripped and was far enough away from that I didn't get hit at all. <laughs> like, this happened, like, several times. I walked in there. I guess it's because, like, I walk very cautiously in these things now. Because I'm just expecting, you know, once I go through a door, like, there's going to be a trap right there. So I just, like, walk cautiously. So I trigger this trap, and all these darts come flying past me, and, and not a single one <laughs> Wait, wait
0: a, wait a minute. You were just explaining how you were cautious enough every time you enter a doorway yeah. not to trigger a trap. Yes. And your next sentence is, so I triggered a trap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm cautious enough to realize that there's probably a trap there, and I always check my feet. But just in case there's, there's something that I overlook, out of time's sake... You know, I, I kind of, like, sheepishly approach the door and go through. <laughs> so this happened to be one of those instances where I, I triggered a trap. And I had been t- to be, like, far enough away where I didn't get hit by any of the darts. So I, I lucked out a lot. And it was, like, a, a series of, like, four levers. You know, there's, there's two on the left and two on the right yeah. of, of the door. Yeah. So I, I thought that th- the traps in, and the, the puzzles in this, um, in this uh, little dungeon... Are really cool, yeah. Isn't it like
0: uh one of the levers shoot darts at you every time you pull it, and three well, of the levers have to be moved in just the way to open up all the doors?
1: I don't, I, I don't. Yes, but I don't want to get that specific with it because I, I'm still very leery of spoilers, even you know this many months into the, into the game. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there is a puzzle regarding you know dart the darts that that are in that room and and the doors that you know are in front of you basically so you you have to figure out like all right which which levers keep do i keep down which ones do i keep up and it took me a couple of minutes to figure it out but i finally got it and then i <laughs> there's like a couple of traps that way that in uh, and puzzles that way that work in that manner you go through the next door and there's um there's another gated door there with a pole chain which you know i spot like a mile away at this point if, if there's not a lever or you know a, a lock pick then there's some kind of a pull chain somewhere so i was looking for this thing found it pulled it walked through um the the, <laughs> the whole point of this thing is that at, at at a certain point not not too far away from when i i walked through that pull chain i find a, a big door where you got to put in one of those 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 dragon claw keys and, and apparently this one was a sapphire colored one so i gotta i gotta find my sapphire colored dragon claw <clears throat> and uh, i go a little further into the crypt and i find you know uh mr ghostly not uh most mr ghostly elf starts you know throwing fireballs at me <laughs> so we get into it beat him down walk into his main chamber and i i read he's got a journal there so i and i like lore so i start i start flipping through the the lore section of this of this book and you find out like he's not actually a ghost, and you know I, I don't want to spoil it. But in, in anyway, it's it's cool. If you if you ever get into this thing, read the journal. It's 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 amusing. I go do that dungeon every time I go up to High Rothguard. Oh, so you know you
3: know what I'm talking about. Yep, I know exactly. Yeah. I have to get the ruby claw because it's not in that dungeon at all.
0: Don't
1: yeah. Don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> don't
0: it tell it me. took me forever to figure out where that claw was too. Well,
1: that's kind of the point where I'm at now, because what, <laughs> what happened was <laughs> I actually have to restart this dungeon because I have to roll my save back. Mm-hmm. What I ended up doing was I, I, I whipped out one of my torches because it's a little dark in there, and I'm checking all the walls. Because I know there's got to be some kind of hidden chamber somewhere around here where this thing is hidden. I'm checking all the walls. I'm looking for pressure plates, pull You chains, know all I got to do uh, is just bring levers. up your, your mini-map.
3: And it will tell it'll show you if there's another room that's that's not something you can see.
1: Well, I, I don't I like to do things Ah <laughs> very Manually? Sp- yeah. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna cheat myself my first time around. Like if I if I've been through there and I know there's one in there and I just don't remember exactly where it is, like I'll do that. But my first time through, like I you know, I like the I like the excitement and the thrill of trying to solve the puzzle and, and exploring and adventuring and like that's that's just my thing. I'm, I like that. I'll I'll spend I'll spend hours in a dungeon just trying to figure out like all the tiny little nitty gritty pieces of it <laughs> and then like maybe two seconds um, you know crafting <laughs> if if that. Uh, long story short, what what happened was I'm thinking to myself, all right, maybe it's something with that pole chain through that corridor now let me let me explain this to you in detail just just so when i when i tell you what i did to myself you'll 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 really understand what happened when you when you when you go through the corridor initially okay there's a wall and a, a cutout where with that serves as a door and a gated you know the, the gate is down you got to pull the chain the gate comes up and you walk through the the stone the stone opening and on the other side, you know, just a few feet away is another, uh, another gate, which opens <clears> up as well. And so two gates open with this pull chain. So you pull the chain, two gates open up. You go through they, and, you know, they, they stay, they, they close automatically. Or no, they, they stay up actually. So I figured maybe it's got to be something with that, because in the first puzzle, the doors had to be opened in a certain way in order for me to pass through. So I'm thinking, all right, maybe these doors have to be opened in a certain way in order for another hidden door somewhere in this crypt to be opened up. So I, I walk up to the door. From the other side, I reach over and hit the pole chain, and then the doors come down. <laughs> like, okay, so now I'm, I'm essentially... So
0: you lock yourself in
1: between them. I did. And then I, I figured, okay... I should be able to still reach the pole chain. so I, And I was. I was actually able to reach the pole chain. So I, I reached the pole chain and both doors open up. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm thinking maybe both doors have to be down and I have to be on the other side. I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> so I <laughs> – brilliant in quotes. <laughs> such an idiot (laughs) so i pull the chain and then i run through the corridor to get onto the other side of the second gate so both gates close and i'm other i'm on the other side of these of these gates so i'm like you you locked
0: yourself in
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i was so happy i was like yes i did it awesome congratulations congratulations you're a
0: moron. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so now I, I go into the main chamber. I'm like, oh, this door is totally going to be open. Again. It's still a wall.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: what did I just do to myself? So I go walking over to these doors. And of course, there, now there's no way to get out. There's absolutely no way to get to that pole <laughs> chain because I'm separated <laughs> by two, two iron doors and 10 feet. <laughs> nice. I'm like, great. I just locked myself in a crypt. <laughs> so now I gotta roll my save bag like an idiot
0: <laughs> And then you wonder how that guy got in there and had to become a ghost
1: <laughs> I'm thinking to myself like I am now part of the scenery here like some other they're gonna make they're gonna make the Skyrim other
0: 2 and then there's gonna be some dude who has to go into that place and finds the body of a Varwin yes. who successfully got himself stuck and starved to death <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice job idiot <laughs> so that's 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 it that's my and I was so proud of myself too but nah, I'm just you know
3: I idiot. told myself I would never ever bring this up ever on the show mm-hmm. but um you know it might make you feel better i I died to a cow <laughs> 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 uh,
2: how did that happen a, a, a painted cow <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's still laughing. <laughs> yep, my big uh, two-handed sword wielding Redguard, who is massive. Rogart. <laughs> Rogart. Walking down the fields next to Whiterun, and there's this guy leading this, this cow that's painted, and I thought, oh, what the heck, why not? And I went to go attack it, and literally three seconds later, I am dead, and I'm still trying to figure out how. I can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) I can slay multiple giants and mammoths all at the same time, but damn those painted cows.
1: (laughs) Wow. All right. So the slayer of (laughs) everything. Slayed by a cow. No, I I appreciate you, you know, in 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 spirit of. Of friendship, sharing <laughs> that with me because you didn't want me to be the only person to get made fun of for for being a dope <laughs> My dark little well, secret is out.
3: Superman,
0: <laughs> even Superman has his kryptonite. We now know what slays the Slayer of Worlds. Yes, painted cows. Painted cows. Cows
3: with paint. Moo. That's exactly it. I, like, like I was asleep at night, and here's moo. <laughs>
1: He wakes up in a cold sweat. What? Oh,
0: what? Oh. It's the cow. Oh, my God. i never eat hamburger again. I swear.
1: He accidentally <laughs> wakes up in the same bed as Lydia and punches her in the face. He's <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> Other than that fail, though, I
3: actually did. Uh, I was actually pretty epic last night in my live stream.
1: Yeah, yeah, I heard heard everyone was really upset that you didn't die nearly as much. Yeah, that that was the disturbing
3: part, right? Because right when I started live streaming, people started taking bets and doing a poll on how many times I would die. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I was like, all right, they haven't really watched me play with my my archer yet, so I'm going to show all these fools up. And I got into a lot of close, close, close
1: calls. I just want to say, yeah, I just want to say, betting on your friend's life is not nice, especially when you're putting <laughs> it, money down. It may not be nice, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. <laughs> putting money down, saying my friend is going to die <laughs> this many times is not nice. <laughs> and then
3: rooting for me to die every time I get into a fight.
1: <laughs> just simply to make a profit. You are you. You were mean to me last week saying that it was mean to, to kill an NPC. Hey, you
0: know, this is <laughs> joke. Hey, hey, hey. Have, you, have you seen that movie um, Hot Tub Time
1: Machine? No. no yes.
0: Okay, well, they find out in the future. They, they see this one-armed dude who works at the hotel. They go in the past, and he has two arms, and they know he's going to lose an arm. <laughs> so throughout the whole movie, they're just like, <gasps> every time he gets in a close call. That was last night. <laughs> Widget likes to die, so every time he gets in a close call, we're all like baited breath watching. Oh my God, he's gonna die! He's gonna die. He killed the the giant and the dragon at the same time. Really?
3: <laughs> I was walking. It was like maybe an hour and a half into the live stream, and I haven't died yet. I sniped out a uh, frost troll at level twenty-one from across the map. I went. I was. I'm trying. I went on a quest last night to find my slow time shout. I love that shout. And everyone in the, in the chat room last night was complaining that I have the perk that slows down everything by fifty percent when I go into Zoom, but it's different. See, when I go into Zoom, I slow down as well. Right. On slow time shout exactly. at three levels, I'm twice as fast as everything else. That's the dif- that's the difference. That's the benefit. I can pull off sixteen arrows before they can even pull off one. When I am when I'm zoomed in and slowed. I can pull off one arrow the same time they can.
1: Well, don't you need... You need that perk and then, like, an additional perk as well? Yeah, you got to have quick draw. Okay. Just to... Yeah, because there there might be some people out there, like, you know, saying, like, well, I've got that, and that's not the case, and I, you know... So just to clarify, like, it's... You you do have to, like, build yourself up to that. The best thing you can do for the ultimate sniper type of uh, layout
3: is you got to have... The zoom is not so much... Well, zoom is... Beautiful, and I love the slowdown with the zoom. But you have to have quick draw, you have to have your critical set up, and then you have the slow time shout at three levels. At one or two levels, it's worthless. it Doesn't last yeah. long enough, and you're you're about equal speed as everything else. When you get that third
1: level shout, though, that's when it all changes. Oh, minus in the chat room is uh, is saying he's he's got to pay attention because he's working on this kind of character. So yeah, I have yeah. I very 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 carefully planned out. Yeah, you got <laughs> You got to plan out. It's what I've noticed is you got to have a lot of patience when you're when you're putting up this this kind of ranged character. And I've I've noticed this through through, you know, the way Joe speaks about it, because like I I don't I don't do ranged really. It's not my play style, but obviously Joe does. So it takes a while. But once you finally get there, you know, it's like it's it's really B.A. Yeah. Yeah. With archery, I am
3: trying to very much see. Look, this is kind of like my tip for you guys. Quick draw and zoom are your best friend with a bow. Quick draw allows you to quickly pull back and draw back arrows quickly. So that's what happens when you're in in your, in your slow time shout. The third level is that you're going much faster than everything else, but when you add quick draw to it, you're pulling off arrows yeah. at five times the rate that they could even blink. So by the time that, that that shout ended, I had literally nine to 12 arrows out flying at people. I've taken out five mm. people all at once with that shout it's the most epic thing in the world looks like Jeez. I had videos and I actually showed Ivarwin when those videos of me doing that but yeah um, and you got to have the perk with the archery that staggers your opponent it's early on the last one the with the 100 one that can stun your enemy yeah, it's nice but it's not really worth it the stagger one works great because you hit him bluntly with the arrow they're gonna stagger which gives you plenty of time to knock back another arrow Knock back another one, hit him again. They stagger again. You keep doing that. And you can just walk him back with your your enemy. It's called kiting, and take him out that way easily. Yeah. But if you're playing it right with stealth and incorporate stealth to your archery, to where you get the three time bonus to your your archery with the critical. If you can max out the critical to three times, if you hit that three time bonus with a crit, which happens a lot, you will one shot pretty much
1: everything in sneak. Yeah, and it becomes like utterly devastating. Yes. Yeah. It's just you gotta you, you gotta you gotta get there. <laughs> it takes a few levels. Now, Joe, what level are you right now? Twenty-three. All right. Yeah. And see, like, so it's it's gonna take. I mean, like, are, am is it because I'm I'm making assumptions based on what you're saying. Mm. But you know, it, it, is my assumption correct in saying like if you really want to go with a hardcore archery character, the you know quote unquote sniper type of character, you basically have to wait and be patient for 18 levels?
3: Would that be... I would say that if you do sneak with the archery at the same time and get those built up and a little bit of two-handed properly, you're not going to really get the archery where you want it until your late 20s. Wow. And that's just straight archery and sneaking? I'm level 23 and I'm level 63 in archery and I need level 70 for quick draw. And I need to get one more point into my critical before my
1: blow is where I want it. All right, so like as an archer, what would you say? Like what? What, what would you say to the person that says, you know what, um, Joe, I want to build an archer and I want to get it up as as powerful as possible? Would it be beneficial to just take all of my initial, you know, levels and just dump it into archery? Like is that is that a good way to go? You can't because you won't have archery
3: level fast enough compared to your regular levels. So you have to have an alternate uh-huh. plan. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't work out that way. You, by the time, the, the, the max level that you want for archery is level 80, cause that's when you get the, the last point in the very first perk that increases your percentage of your bow. So by the time you hit level 80, you can put the last point into your, into your first perk, which gives you to eight or 100% bow damage. Then with yeah. quick draw, then with the critical, and then with um, um, slow time shout and the stagger, you're unstoppable especially when you add the stealth for the stealth perk for um, the bow bonus which I believe is like level 40 in sneak which is not hard to do you can do that pretty dang quick yeah overdraw thanks minus mm. five for five is level 80 you can do it every wow. 20 levels or 10 levels something like that
2: mm-hmm.
3: so it takes it, and it's uh, and it's an initial so yeah y- you start out at level zero so with that so' it's, it's that's those are the things you have to do with that. When it comes to the right side of the tree where you, where you get more arrows, that's kind of useless because I found that I have had no problems having plenty of arrows with me. I've had at least a hundred arrows or more on me at all times of all different types hmm. and then I also have you know the blacksmithing add-on that allows me to make arrows. They're the recipes of pain. Oh yeah was, was that called Fletcher? No, I don't have Fletcher because it doesn't really work with the game right now. Uh-oh. I have a general blacksmithing one that includes the lockpicking the lock as well as the Fletcher. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to try to get to making, you know, Daedric arrows eventually. But uh, I'm working on my archery and my offensive completely first before I start working on my uh, trade skills. So my goal is to have my archery completely capped soon. I want my sneak is where I want it when it comes to my archery, and then I'm going to start building on my one hand weapon perks. That way, if yeah. I get well, that, close in range, I'll be
1: unstoppable as well. Either way I look at it. Oh, well, that would make sense because you know you want to you want to build that up as quickly as possible because that's a career thing. You, you know that's that's not one of I, I, I get the sense of you know some of these some of these uh, trees you know it it. it, 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 it it takes you, you know, a while to get all the way up to the top, but not nearly as long as, as something like this, where you know, the first perk overdraw, you have to be level 80 in order to fully fat max that out. You know, um, I'm trying to make a paladin character with, with my, my sword and shield guy. So I'm going into you know, heavy armor, one-handed weapons, block um, and, and restoration magic. Well, yeah, your guy's more focused on survival than anything else. Right, and I'm dumping a lot of my points into into health and and health and stamina, more so health. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the first perks I picked was Juggernaut. Oh, that's a must. Now, I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I could be wrong, but I don't think the last time, and I've never leveled Juggernaut all the way up, which is why I'm doing it now. And I'm not looking it up either because I want to be surprised, but I don't think it takes all the way up to level 80 in order to get the last piece of Juggernaut. Does it every one of those first yeah. perks
3: takes level eighty to max?
0: Yep. Wow, one point every twenty levels. But that's so- that's not level
3: eighty of your character level, guys. That's the skill level from that particular tree. Right. So I could have I could be maxed out in our tree uh-huh. level eighty by the
1: time I'm level twenty five. So what I should probably do is go back into that <coughs> troll den where they were having that little date a couple of weeks ago and <laughs> let him beat on you a little bit. You are trying to break up their date
3: again? What's wrong with you? Let him slap me around. <laughs> You know honestly goes, though, one mm-hmm. thing I thought about that made sense to me was to do your armor first if you're doing that kind of a playthrough. The reason is, if you do if you work on your attack first, you're gonna be killing things too fast and you're not gonna be taking enough hits to really level your armor fast enough. So if you do your armor first, you can take those hits and let it keep building up on your on your skill points for that your heavy armor, light armor. And then once you get that to where you want it, then really start focusing on your your weapon attacks. So you'd want to do your shield. For your case, it'd be your shield and your heavy armor first. That way you can take those hits. I mean, yeah, the fights might last longer, but you're going to be building up for making yourself completely unstoppable in the future.
1: Well, you know, when I I I felt I felt to mention I I decided to go into uh, this this uh, into this crypt, the uh, <laughs> shrouded hearth barrow. Um, because I started going up high Rothgar, and I got mangled by a cat <laughs> <laughs> one of those saber tooth cats and the thing just jumped right on me and I was like Aah!
3: you know what guys since we're on this roll let's go ahead and and just stick with this roll for today let's go ahead and analyze each play style um, okay. then I'll continue with my play story and we'll get to Dave and then we'll continue with the rest of the show I don't care if the show is two hours so let's have fun
1: <laughs> I'm having fun right now
3: Exactly. We haven't done yeah. these kind of tips in a long time. I think our, our fans and, and listeners want it. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's
1: do let's it. Let's do it. So like we were do saying, it. with the do whole
3: it. sword and board ah. play style, get right. your armor and your shield first. Get those. I disagree a little bit. Uh, there is one perk in the shield
0: category. Wait, where's my
1: Chewbacca which? noise?
0: This is a and Rant. Where's my Chewbacca <laughs> <laughs> oh, now
2: I got no.
0: No, 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 Chewbacca, no Chewbacca. I disagree on one point. Okay. There is one perk in the shield category which makes me angry, and that's the one where I, it's something about if you block a critical hit or some type of breaking blow or something weird like that, it slows time to let you try to regain your stance.
1: Yes, and I have refused to take that I stupid perk. Hate that perk
0: with a passion. I took it one time on my sword and board character. I never played him after that because I hated him. You really
3: didn't counter argue me at all. You just kind of added to my tip and and what perk to avoid. I didn't talk about perks in it. Oh well, I'm right. I just want to point that. (laughs) out. Well, I I think you are right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. That's very good, actually.
1: (laughs) Wait, do we need a devil's advocate? Hold on. I mean to say, (laughs) I took that perk, and it's the greatest thing. You're wrong. (laughs) No, no, I don't refuse to be wrong. (laughs)
2: <laughs> now,
3: what about the uh, the playstyle of the walking massacristic tank like what I did with Rogart, which is heavy armor, two hand weapon, I'm gonna destroy everything and not think twice about it.
0: Watch out for cows.
3: When I when it comes to that tree, it's about the two handed perk. <laughs> and avoid cows. Especially the painted ones. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I spilled I let that secret out of the bag. For the sake of, of my of my good friend of Arwen, and you you can't hold it against me now. It's just against the the bro rules here.
1: Yeah, no, totally. Oh, <laughs> <Are you kidding? laughs> bro rules says that I should pick on you about it every hour of every day. No, no, no. That's only if you're dating a girl that you don't like. <laughs> oh. That's true. That's true. <laughs> There's that.
3: All right. So the two-handed guy. It's all about the two-handed perk, obviously. It's all about the offensive. But then your are is He's he's the one that's kind of like the combination between the full offensive and the full defensive. Is you, that two handed perk is pretty much your entire attack pattern.
1: Yeah, but then again, I gotta you know, and I hate to say, you're this is actually gonna come out kind of funny, so I'm gonna say it. You're you were more you were more right ten minutes ago than you are now with this. What do you mean you're right? You're right on both accounts, and I think I think what makes you more right. Is, is depending on how how this how a person wants to develop their character. But if they really 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 want to max out as quickly as possible their their heavy armor skill and really well, just with the two handed juggernaut, it's not about the defense. It's about the offensive more. The defense is a secondary perk. Right. But yeah. then I would say I don't. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. But I I would say like if that's the case, then don't. I wouldn't even go with just heavy armor. I would go with like medium armor so you can max out your crit. It's not about the crit. I,
3: when, when I developed that playstyle, I wanted something that could take hits like a beast, laugh at them, and then chop their head off in one hit. <laughs> that was my, my <laughs> ideal. That's exactly what I did. I walked into camps of people fighting everywhere, and they were trying to shoot at me, and I was laughing as I was chopping heads off. <laughs> so what I did on that, this is, what, this is just how I did and how it worked for me, okay? Because mm-hmm. okay. I went for my, tool, my heavy two, I went two-handed first. That's the thing I did the most. And then I went and got my first two points. Okay, when you're doing resto, I haven't found any need to go higher than only putting two points into the restoration tree. Reason is, is you get the one that cuts the the cost of it in half, and you get the one right. that that doubles the effectiveness.
1: Right, right. We using the, using the two hands, and and, and the chat room is telling me there's no medium. Yeah, I know there's no medium armor, but I mean, I meant light. That's yeah. It's too many games coming in my head with this. So
3: when I was <laughs> well, when, when my sword level wasn't high enough yet to put more points into it, and I had points spared up, I put it in those two points from Restoration so I could heal myself. And I can take those hits. I'd heal myself, let myself take those hits. And then when I wasn't again, when I didn't have any points to spend in to uh, or I didn't have enough levels in my two-handed to put in my two-handed perk, I went to my heavy armor, put in Juggernaut and other little things like that. By the time I hit level 40, I was level 82 heavy armor.
0: That's Mm -hmm. crazy.
3: And I was taking hits like like they were nothing. A giant come up to me, do that whole two handed bash but I normally you know knock you to the moon and and make me tickle, you know, it tickled me a little bit. <laughs> and then I just,
1: start, start giggling. Then I took
3: a sword to his knee and it was over. <laughs> uh, I once was a giant, then I took a sword to the knee. And the one perk you have to have with a two handed, even though it's kinda useless but it's so awesome, is the one that decapitates.
1: So I left tree halfway up. There's nothing useless about that. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that uh, doesn't increase your DPS, but it does increase your ultimate. And awesome. I found that when yeah. I got
3: higher up and I got you know, my awesome weapons, I was I had a, uh, a Daedric sword, two-handed sword. I didn't have to worry about crit at all, because my normal damage was enough to kill a dragon. So the crit really? perk wasn't really that valuable to me because I didn't need it. I was one-shotting everything with normal damage. Using the two-handed weapon. Using the two-handed perk, yep. Mm-hmm. And that's all I really did. I put it into two-handed perk, heavy armor, and I did uh, my, that two points resto. And I think I threw and then I did a lot of blacksmithing and enchanting. Yeah. So by the time I was level forty, I had over 80, uh, 80 levels in both heavy armor and two-handed, and I was literally a walking
1: tank. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get there myself. That's like that's that's really what I'm trying to explore right now. I'm, I'm so like I'm definitely into this idea of of just creating my own paladin. In, uh, in this game, and that's that's exactly what I'm doing. Okay,
3: we have two more I'm going to do two more archetypes, guys, with you I'm going to do the assassin, not the bow archer, but the normal dual wielding assassin, and then the mage What do you guys think is crucial for a mage playthrough? Oh,
0: destruction Definitely
3: I have to agree with you on that I,
0: I know that a lot of people say, you know, conjuration mages are awesome, but I disagree. Conjuration is not for mages as much as people want it to be.
3: Conjuration is more um, for the sword and board playthrough or the assassin. It really
0: is a lot more effective in the assassin and the sword and board playthroughs. E- even more so in my type of archer. I play a different type of archer than you do, and we'll get to that later. But uh, it definitely it n- doesn't seem like a mage thing as much as mage armor which is definitely a great thing for mages. And uh, destruction spells. What is, oh. what
3: is that tree that allows you to confuse them or make them lose interest in you? I always forget the name of that tree. Uh, is it Illusion?
0: I think so. Everyone in the chat
3: is saying it's Illusion. I found that doing a destruction with an Illusion cross on my mage was becoming extremely effective. Was it? Yeah, because I was—I had—I would have like my destruction spell in my left hand, and I have like a fear spell in my right hand, or the one that makes them lose interest. So if they got close to me, I hit that spell. They either ran away or they just walked away casually, and I just started blasting them again. And as soon as they got back to me, hit them again with it. It was just back and forth, and I never got touched. That was the way I liked playing it. And then of the alteration with stone flesh and things like that. That are extremely helpful, um, but alteration actually works extremely well for the assassin. Yes, you have it the does. detect life perk or sp- spell in there. Um, these little perks. There's always magic that can help
1: out a lot. Really, I'm like absorbing all this stuff <laughs> right now because I don't. <laughs> I don't mean to like be out of the conversation, but I hardly ever play. You know, a magic character. The one attempt I did make at playing a magic character. I wanted to try my hand at at um you know one spell in one hand and a, and a and a shield in the other with you know a mix of um you know light armor and heavy armor pieces so I would wear like you know heavy armor bracers and heavy armor boots but you'd have like you know the robe and and the shroud uh, the hood that kind of a thing
2: hmm.
1: which That's, um horrible. It, it you know it, I didn't get it very high um because then you know joe sent me that that uh that picture of of how the game looks on the pc and (laughs) (laughs) so i never really had a chance to fully explore all that but (laughs) so like you know and i I bring it up because i my my uh my magic playthrough is is you know um, literally almost non-existent so i I don't really like dip into this this stuff at all so you, you guys are saying like you know, destruction is, is definitely where it's at if you're going. Man, just, just I'm all about pure the pure in your face damage. It's
3: sort of what I love playing in these games. Like with my archer, yeah. I'm one shotting things like you wouldn't believe and sniping things from across the map and watching their bodies fly everywhere. With my two handed weapon, you know, bashing everything up close and personal, one hit everything. <laughs> uh, when it came to my destruction, with my mage, it was all about destruction for me. I had to have that do wielding awesomeness of lightning. I felt like I was a Sith warrior that was blowing everything to hell. But you know, when it came to oh, a secondary yeah, the... perk, I really enjoyed the illusion perk. And then with now, how Which, huh? which one specifically? Which one specifically? Did you like? uh, the fear, and I liked the um, the one. I forgot the name of it, but it makes them lose interest. Oh, calm, calm, yeah, yeah. I found those to be extremely effective, except for on bosses. That's when it got a little bit hairy. Or pacify. Thank you, pacify, Liz. Either one of those. It was one of those two. Um, it didn't. They don't work too well against bosses, though. That's the only issue. But then when it comes to a boss, I'm always just like full-out nuke, run, stop, nuke, <laughs> run.
1: Yeah, you're in, you're in nuke mode at that point. Yeah,
3: or I'll switch to a trap in one hand and my nuke in the other hand and start throwing traps down as I run.
1: And letting the boss just go over the traps as they're as they're following me. See, now that's what I loved about playing as as a thief when I had when I was doing my my Brago character. I I loved the the initial burst damage that I would get out of just sneak attacking everything. It, I mean, it got to the point where. I was more focused on the puzzles in a dungeon than I was the mobs because I knew I would just, you know, walk up behind him and just, you know, jam him in the back with my my, uh, <laughs> my dagger and be done with him. <laughs> yep. So That's exactly
0: was- my first character, too. My first character was also a, a thief that I did the dual-wield dagger. And, yeah, it went exactly like that.
1: Yeah. That's exactly how my how my character was until, you know, I started to become, you know, more interested in, in, in this... Um, you know, heavy armor, uh, et cetera, you know, type, but in any event like that, that's, that's really what I, I love most about that was just the, the, the overwhelming, you know, like Joe is saying with, with his, his magic damage on a boss, just that, that overwhelming nuking ability. Like that's what drew me into this, this thief thing. And, and I think so I, I definitely, yeah, I think that with
3: every single playthrough, no matter what you are, you need to put those two initial points into the restoration tree and then have your basic healing spell at one of your layouts just so you can switch to it every time and heal. It, at, when you do those two points and you get enough um, levels and restoration, potions become a mute point.
1: Yeah, like I've kind of noticed that too with having the sword and shield. I've got my sword bound to my my, my number one key. I've got my uh, shield bound to my number two key. And I, I use a, a, razor, uh, a Razor Naga mouse, so I've got 12 buttons on my on my on the left-hand side of my mouse here. So I I push the one and the two, or usually I just push the one button and my sword and shield are both in there. But like if I if I have and I have my my restoration spells, um, my healing spell bound to the the number four key, because I usually keep my I have a bow in in the three. But in any event, like (laughs) I keep my my restoration spell bound to the number four key, so I hit that twice and now I'm dual wielding healing spells. So I'm right in there in the combat, and then all of a sudden, like maybe I'm taking too much. Like, I'll bash him with my shield, turn, run, hit the number four key twice on my mouse, and now I'm dual-wielding my resto spells. I'll heal up real quick, and then hit the number one key again. Sometimes, if I have to, I'll hit the number two key again just to get that shield back in there, and I'm back in it again. Yep. Even with a mage, it's a quick, easy
3: switch. Well, especially with a mage, because you're going to have so much more mana than everybody else normally. With, uh, with a mage, the best thing to do, from what I've seen, if you're going to heal yourself defensively is to have your one of your traps in, your, in one of your hands and your heal spell in the other hand. So you have those two points in those that perk for Arresto. You're not going to spend any magic because you already have a ton of magic being a mage. So you're healing yourself and throwing the traps as you run. As your enemies just go over those traps, It's you're going to damage them to practically nothing by the time you turn around with your dual magic spells of doom and death and, and blast them.
1: Which, mm-hmm. by the way, can I say, I love the fact that <laughs> there are there are pressure plates on the ground that I can jump over and 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 trail drugger over them and get them smacked in the face with a with an iron door filled with spikes. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love that. <laughs> that is awesome.
3: I was looking at the destruction tree and there's not it's like one of the few trees in the game where I would recommend doing everything. Yeah. Because there's like well there's two
2: I completely agree. There's three different
3: areas where it's like okay Frost, Flame, and Shock, but you never know what spells you're going to be using. You could have a a Shock Trap out, and you're using Frost in one hand. So you want those perks that do more damage for those perk trees. And then at the end of it, you get Intense Flames, which does uh, more fire damage to targets. It causes targets to flee when their health is low. Or in Frost, it paralyzes the targets if their health is low. Or in Shock, it disintegrates the targets if their health is low then Master is one of the few 100-point perks that is actually useful. Because uh, Master-level Destruction spells cost half magic, which is you got to have it. Otherwise, you cast one Master Destruction spell and you're, all your magic's gone. So when it comes to Destruction, fill the entire thing up, and mm-hmm. you won't go wrong.
0: Well, it's pretty much the same way with any school of magic. If you're going to make a mage character, every school of magic has something neat in it. Like uh even if you're not going alteration, uh the one hundred point alteration spec spell mm-hmm. perk pick a word. Uh the one hundred point <laughs> alteration perk is called Atronach, which allows you to absorb thirty percent of magic of any spells that hit you. Doesn't matter what mage you are, that's always a nice thing to have.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I was looking at the list. Er- I'm sorry, Dave, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad joke.
0: Oh no! I was just gonna point out a few more that, that like, even in uh what's this one? Um, Illusion has silent cast spells. In case you're gonna go like a mage mixed with a rogue, mm-hmm. I, I actually that's the that's one thing I recommend if you're gonna go uh, conjuration rogue is to get quiet casting out of Illusion.
3: Illusion hey, is just a, a, a B eight skill tree that people... It's like the unsung hero when it comes to casting. It really is. The reason I say I like Destruction and Illusion better than Destruction and Conjuration is the fact that you can go and hire or get a ton of followers, but when you have Illusion, you can buff them up to be more effective, and you put armor on them, they'll be more effective than anything you can do (laughs) in Conjuration. And then on top of that, you'll have like the master level spells, I mean, Mayhem... Creatures and people up to level 25 will attack anyone nearby for 60 seconds. Or, or Hysteria, which makes them flee. Harmony makes them, pacifies them. Then you have Call to Arms, which, you know, improves your co- the combat skills and health and stamina of everything in your group, if you will, for, for 10 minutes. You become a beast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like everything in the, in the Illusion perk is also something that's extremely useful, like quiet casting, like you said. Fifty Points Illusion. Yeah, I really like the
0: way they put this together to where it kind of you want to go out. You want to get, you know, the recovery perk from Restoration just because it's going to give you those bonuses that help you as your class. Unlike you know your warrior classes, which if I'm going to go two-handed swords, I'm going to just go all in in two-handed swords. Well. You may also go armor, but really what else is there past that? In a mage class, you have so much more to do with what they put into the game that really you have to read through every perk in every mage type constellation
1: to really find out what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to just to plan yourself out, right? Because if you if you don't plan yourself and this is this is also part of the reason why I've I find myself not not heading toward the uh, the the mage trees a lot, and it's because it's just so complicated sometimes. Because in order to really do this the right way, you're right, Dave. You have to you have to plan out what tree, what perks, and I'll make it simple for you.
3: If you want the most ba mage out there, that is the unstoppable yeah. force, 100% illusion, 100% destruction. Hmm. I also recommend. Restoration. The two points, the two <laughs> two points, restro. Those two point perks would be that should be without said for every every playthrough, in my opinion.
0: Well, I'm also talking about recovery, uh, which is a two point by itself. Mm-hmm. And I like the avoid death, which once a day, if you're going to fall below ten percent health, it automatically pops you up two hundred and fifty points of health. Which, as a mage, That's useful. Yeah. you're talking.
1: Yeah, full health. <laughs> now, what do you think would be would be better the the fire, frost, or shock spells?
3: See, the thing is, is that there's not really a better. Fire does more initial damage, but costs a lot more to mm-hmm. cast. Lightning does a great amount of damage and about a mid range in, in casting costs. But frost is the lower end of damage, but it's, you can pretty much shoot them off like a machine gun.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> it's really a matter of what ice spells ice. you
3: get. That's why I said just fill them up both. That way, if you get that, all, that, that next spell is epic fire spell, but, oh, I didn't put points in the fire spell. Oops, it's not going to be so epic.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds to me yeah. like frost is going to be the way that you want to control and slow your your character, your enemy down and then just destroy them doesn't with, really with s- either fire. I really
3: haven't seen it slow them down. Like with frost shard, it just puts mm-hmm. them full of holes of, of ice. They're still running at you, but well, there full full is deep everywhere. freeze perk.
0: Hmm. There's
3: the deep freeze perk that if they're at really low health, it'll paralyze them. Yeah. Which well, it's the same with fire. Fire causes them to flee at low health. Yeah, but you
1: got to get them there initially.
3: And then you have like like a lightning where it just completely disintegrates yeah. them
1: at low health. That's almost as good as
3: decapitation. <laughs> Decapitating is amazing. So what, do, <laughs> what I would do is like I would put points into your destruction, your illusion, okay, and then when you have yeah. That perk that that skill point, but you don't have the, the right level yet for either of those two. Put it into resto, and then build those oh, three. By by time you're level thirty. Definitely, you're this ba
1: mage. You can start working on crafting and other things like that. See, my problem is I'm such a warrior type in my in my gameplay that going through like all this this magic stuff is just. It seems like sometimes. To me, it just seems like it's it, it's just so much to like keep track of, and I'm it's like, a whole ah, just, game. yeah, it really is yeah, like a whole really different is. game.
0: It, it is like I it just want to take my sword and
1: play style. I just want to drive it through someone's chest and be like, all right, I'm done. With it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to do sometimes. But like, I, I've always been interested in like in magic and 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 doing this, you know, in that manner. But when I when I get to that point, I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, when you get
3: a chance. Try out what we just said. Give it a shot. Yeah. And see what you think.
1: No, this, this is all good stuff. You guys are schooling me hard. <laughs> really the hard. The last thing I want to go over <laughs>
3: is the whole two-handed assassination, which is a very... You mean the dual Assassination? Ass- assassination? Which is, which is a really heavy yes. focus on on the one-hand weapon perk and sneak. See, the whole point of that one is to not really worry about armor. See, with my archer, I'm going to be putting points into my light armor after I get my offensive done. But when you're doing the whole sneaking assassination, you, the whole goal of that is to never be seen, never get hit. Yep. So you want to have your attack high enough with your one-hand perk. So the one-hand perk, in my opinion, is pretty much kind of equal, kind of like with the mage when it comes to destruction and illusion. It's trying to be equal with stealth and one-hand weaponry. Because you need your stealth <laughs> high enough to where you're not going to be seen. You can get close enough to gank him in the back of the neck, and you're done. But you want enough damage in your weapon that if they do see you, you can take them out quickly and move on to the next person. Go into sneak, and they're like, huh? Where? Because <laughs> <laughs> huh? the huh? high-level sneak tree is incredible. When you get that last perk, you could they could be standing right next to you, coming at you, you go into stealth, and, uh, oh, where? Huh? Okay, I, I guess I saw somebody, and they walk away. <laughs> you just go up next to them and gank them. And then when it comes to, like, you know, the whole stealing, pickpocketing, if you're a high-level sneak... You can make a fortune off a of pickpocket. Have yeah, but there's problems
0: with pickpocket that you have to actually research, though, isn't there? Such as, uh, wasn't it that if you go over 100% pickpocket yeah. in game, it starts freaking out. It does. It'll that, it roll over. Just, it
2: rolls
3: over. And what that is is that yeah, pickpocket's so much. Well, the trouble, thing is, man. is, you don't want to put pickpocket abilities on your armor. That's what causes the rollover issue. If you don't have that, still, you'll it, stay at that at that 100%. But you want to get that hundred percent done on stealth, and you want to get up to eighty done, level eighty on one handed, because after one, after level one after level eighty and one handed, it becomes more of a um, a moot point. It's not really anything Here's, valuable after that.
1: I'm kind of l- let me let me ask you guys a question because I'm kind of like yeah I'm kind of divided regarding the the one handed tree. I don't know if I want to specialize in in either axes, swords, or maces, and I'm kind of like picking up all all types of of one handed weapons in order to get a real good feel for like which one feels right to me. And I'm not, you know, and I'm thinking like, you know, you should probably go with you know what drops more, you know, if there's more swords in the game, you should probably pick that up because. You are know, mm-hmm. more likely to get, you know, an awesome sword with, with ridiculously cool stats, than you are to get, you know, a mace. And you know, here I am specialized in that sort of thing.
3: When you're going with it, the weapon choice, if I get you follow, if I follow you right, is really dependent mm-hmm. on what you're doing. If you want the quick attack or the more damaging base attack, um, for the yeah. stealthy, sneaky rogue, you want to have daggers.
0: Oh, definitely. That's where you're. Well, no, especially I'm... with Assassin's Blade does like 15 times damage with a sneak attack with daggers. Oh yeah, there's there's no way around. And plus, it's low. It's like Assassin's Blade is like 50 in on the tree. So oh. definitely, if you're gonna do the rogue, go with daggers. But yes, all the different weapons have different speeds, even if they're one handed weapon. And yeah, that combined with damage. I mean, would you rather do? two really soft attacks with a sword or one really heavy attack with a mace is when it really boils down to.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing, like like what would be, what would be most useful for me as a paladin? You know, because when you build, when you build a paladin character, alright, so I've got a, I, I've got a ton well, of armor and health, mm-hmm. and I'm able to heal myself, so my survivability is, is through the roof. You know, if I can withstand all the hits I'm taking, wouldn't it be better to just take all of my strength and all of my power and, and just devastate you know, my enemy with one stroke of a mace? Let me see
3: if I can make this really easy for you. This is yeah. a, a very typical game design um, uh, train of thought, really. All right, look. If mm-hmm. you're, it all depends on your place. If you want to do the heavy armor, I'm nothing but BA damage, and I want to use one-hand weapons instead of two-hand weapons, that's when you use the one-hand axe and the one-hand mace. For the sword and board, you want that sword because it's an equal balance. It has the, it has the power and it has a speed to really balance out what your attacks with your defense. When it comes to the... Like for me and my archer, I'm using daggers and swords because I want more of the, the fast attacks just to get out of the way because I don't use them very often. I'm only using them when I have to in a close combat situation. For the, the assassin or the, the rogue... The daggers is all about the benefit of the quick, easy, massive multiplayer, multiplayer attacks. Multi Multiplayer, multiplayer thank yeah. you. That's what that's about. <laughs> um, and the, the, the common misconception when it comes to a rogue character is you don't want to use bows. Because if you use a bow, they're going to go, huh? And they're going to come finding you. You don't want to use a bow. That's a last resort option. You want to be able to get up close to yeah. them and stab them before yeah. they see it and before you're even noticed. If you go up there, you one shot them with a dagger, even if there's someone standing right next to them and you're high enough level and sneak, they're not gonna see you.
1: Oh, I noticed that with my Brago character, that the, the dagger was and it took me a long time to to finally like warm up to, you know, using daggers in the first place with that character until I finally like, you know, got an awesome dagger and, and, and I was sneaking up and one shotting everything. I was like, this is phenomenal. Like why I, I put the bow down immediately.
0: Yeah, that's that's what did it for me on my main character was I used to be the conjuration bow character, mm-hmm. and then it, I started doing the sneaking with the assassins guild and got the got up to uh, doing the the fifteen times multiplier on my my daggers. I one shotted a dragon, and I never picked up a, a bow again.
3: You know, what's interesting to me <laughs> is that one of the most useless constellations in the game in my opinion is light armor because if you're doing a light armor character you're all about offense anyway all you're doing is burning now the only reason it would become useful is if you're trying to do like that two-handed weapon guy if you want that that critical perk from light armor then that's when you would use it other than that like on my archer, I don't need to worry about it because ninety nine percent of the time, nothing is going to get close enough to me. Hmm. Same with an assassin; you don't yeah. really have to worry about that perk because ninety nine percent of the time, they're going to be dead before they have a chance to hit you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is this makes me think. This makes me think. I should probably go. I should probably go mace as a one handed weapon. You know, I would recommend
0: pally. it. Yeah. Because first off, if you're in your pally, you're going to want to be leveling up your heavy armor and your shield, right? Right. So, having a slow weapon would probably give you the benefit of letting your I hate to hit say it, you it Arwins,
3: you, I know your character's probably the morally good and, and and holy and all that kind of stuff. But the Mace of ball that you get... Oh, yeah. It'd be ideal for your character. That or... Actually, Definitely. you know, I gotta say it, though. Is that if you put points into the one-handed tree to the sword mm-hmm. side of it and you get yeah, I was the just... Dawnbreaker... Yeah. Unreal. That that's ways your critical would be so much higher than anything else. You'd have a 50% critical shot going on at all times and you're moving at a faster pace than the mace can move.
1: Oh man. See, it would be see the the mace works so perfectly for a paladin character because of what Dave is saying like it, you know, there it's a slower weapon and I'm going to increase my I'm going to increase my heavy armor skill.
0: Yeah, but leveling up your armor you can do that on your off time. I mean, if once you have that weapon that's just so totally devastating and you have your armor up to where you need it to be, that's what you want to go with. You want to be maxed out, you want to have that crazy weapon. So that's what you need to plan for is your end game.
2: Yeah.
1: Is there is there anything like the Dawnbreaker on the Mace family? The
3: Ball, the, the, the Mace of Ball would be the closest thing. I, I'm not getting the name exactly right. But it's the one... Yeah, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. It You have to... You get it in
0: a... I think, isn't it Markarth? It's Harf in Mark you get it.
3: It's when he has yeah, to take the priest to, to his
1: doom, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I
3: I,
1: I I, did that. And, you know, it's it's like an evil weapon. I, like I said, I want him to be a paladin. Although he the has only already... Real holy, murder,
3: so. <laughs> the only real holy weapon in the game is Dawnbreaker. Yeah. And that one's just, like, epic
1: holy. You know? <sighs> But how how can how can I build a paladin character and not go for an epic. You have
3: to have holy. Dawnbreaker as a paladin. You have to.
1: If you're gonna play that playstyle, yeah, that's the weapon. That's your weapon. Yeah. But RP wise, like I already ruined it for myself because I killed that guy. <laughs> oh and, then you gotta, gotta atone you know, for your time sins. To restart. I must atone for my sins. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well that was our our, our little uh, tips for you guys today. So I'm going to go ahead and, if it's okay with you guys, finish up what I was talking about earlier (laughs) on my my playthrough. (laughs) So I I disappointed everybody in live stream and only died once last night. Yeah, you did. Yep. The horrible disappointment. At nearly the end of the live stream, in fact, and I died to a blood dragon. And I only attacked a blood blood dragon because it was at a dragon nest and I knew I was going to die so everyone would shut up.
1: (laughs) It grabbed you and threw you (laughs) across the map you allowed yourself to die simply because everyone was telling. They wouldn't stop
2: it.
3: <laughs> if I would have went the entire night without dying once, I would have not heard the end of it. Yep. So I went actually, after I reloaded the game, I went back and killed the blood dragon to prove I could. <laughs> um, yeah, I had some epic sniping last night. And it, like that frost troll everyone thought I was going to die to, it went into the most epic kill cam I've seen yet with a bow. My guy drew back and launched it, and it followed the arrow as all the way all the way to the troll and nailed him for the kill
1: shot. Oh yeah! Now now that I've been uh, you know doing a little archery with my character too, I've been getting some of those kill cams, and they are they are awesome. <laughs> I love that one when the the arrow follows mm-hmm. over and it's
3: so cool. One thing I noticed last night is well yeah besides that fire tiger. But I went to get my slow time shout, and I had people in the chat room telling me where they were located. I got uh-huh. one that you don't have to do any quests for, all right? I forgot exactly where it is. It's Oh, it's in Hag's End. You have to go to Hag's End to do it, which is you have to go through... Um, it's basically southeast from Solitude. And you have to go through another cave to get to Hag's End, which I forgot. Oh, uh, Red Steel Debut, debut.
2: hmm.
3: I went in there and got the slow time shout, and then I wanted to go do the other one, so I went to... Um, labyrinthia thinking maybe I could get into labyrinthia without doing the, the mage college quest chain because that's at the very end of that quest chain I don't want to go through that entire thing I'm a freaking sniper
1: yeah I'm like terrified of going through there by the way
3: so I went over to labyrinthia and I, well, labyrinthia and I actually found another area I've never seen before right next to labyrinthia if you go into the main area the main gate that leads up to labyrinthia to the right on the left there's a labyrinth do you think that's why they called it Labyrinthia? But it's not Labyrinthia. When you go into it, it's not called Labyrinthia. It's actually something different. It's a maze. And I went into this. It's mini Labyrinthia. Well, I went into it first. With, I was all sneaky because I was terrified to death I was going to die. I was on a roll after all. And these like mm-hmm. six stabs come out of the ground and start hovering in front of me. I'm like sneaking all around them, making sure there's not an enemy attached to them. I like, touch one, they're going to come out and kill me. So eventually, I grabbed one that was worth the most money, which a lot of money actually. And nothing happened. I was cool. So I went into this this maze, and there's like these stone um, corner pieces you can touch, and they open up, and there's something inside of them. One of them had this like burnt head with a coin in its mouth. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Took the coin, moved on. At the end of it, I got another shout that I didn't know that it even existed in there. It was just a really cool thing. I went up at the beginning of it. You go up top, and you can see this entire maze laid out in front of you. It was something like out of the labyrinth. <laughs> like I like, hear David Bowie singing in my head. <laughs> and then I went to Labyrinthia well right after I got out of that I noticed a troll which everyone was like yes he's gonna die yay yay nope three <laughs> shots he was dead before he even got near me. me he didn't even get a chance to take a step before he was dead then I got I was heading towards Labyrinthia and I was out of sneak didn't even realize it another troll sees me that's when I thought I was dead no I kited him and kited him I had my fire breath on for my shout Hit him with that, which took him down to practically nothing. Popped him one more time in the head, and he was done. Everybody in the chat room and in Skype, I had Dave with me, Fred, and Dan. And they were all just like booing and like, oh, come on. You didn't die. (laughs) But I had close calls like that all night. Like at the end of Hag's End, you have the Hag Raven that's on the ledge of this mountain. And she summons two Frost Trolls out of the blue. So I was like, oh, screw this. I took off down the mountain, and they, I mean, the trolls almost had me dead. I took off down that mountain, ran away, healing myself as I was running, and by the time I got down into the mountain, they lost interest, and I was full health. In all all rights, I should have died at that moment. But I didn't.
1: (laughs) But somehow, you
3: lived. Yeah, but also, what really takes me off is I can't get into Labyrinthia without doing the Mage College quest chain. It's sealed. So Hmm. I have to go to the very end. I think because they give you the key to it. It's like a knocker. I have to go to the very end of the Mage Quest chain in order to open it up and get in there and get that. Which, I, I love that dungeon. It's one of my favorite dungeons in the entire game. It's so cool. So I'm going to do it anyway, just to get through it and get to Labyrinthia and get that slow time shout. See, that's my goal right now, is to get these shouts. i got to have the shout before I go on to my assassins. I got my Nightingale Armor, which, by the way, i got to complain. The stats on the Nightingale Armor are epic until you touch the hood. The coolest piece of that stupid set is the hood,
1: <laughs> the hood. and
3: it's a stupid fifteen percent less to casting like uh, what was it um, conjuration or something like that.
2: What the hell? Yes,
3: totally, totally useless. It feels useless anyway. So I took it, it off, put my my elven armor of of archery on, which gives me twenty percent more bow damage. Or is illusion? That's right. I ac-
0: I actually have something to tell you about that widget. Mm. I found a mod that changes up the stats on the Nightingale armor because there are people in this
3: world who agree with you. Oh, I'm not gonna worry about modding it. I have other plans for armor anyway. So I went to go to the final place for the Dragon Shout and it turns out that it's in that that location where you have to do the Jagged Crown quest for the uh, Civil War. So now I have to do half the Civil War, get that shout, and then I have to go to Labyrinthia do all the mage quest chain and you get that shout. And by the time I get all this done, get the shouts, I'm gonna be like level forty going into the assassination quest chain. <laughs> and I haven't even gone up to High Rothgar yet.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. That was that was another thing I was I was wondering about. Should I? You know, I'm wondering should I even go up there? Oh. Or well, I should I should go up there, but you know, should I? I'm thinking like I, I want to con- I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about maybe creating a, a Wandering Paladin character. Hmm. Just an offshoot idea. That's
0: You and your paladins. Could be an excellent idea. Wandering Paladin with a a cleric as his best friend who loves petting wild wolves.
1: Mm. Now this a... sounds like a Dungeon Quest idea. <laughs> Almost. It's
3: Fluffy. It's fluffy. <laughs> oh! <laughs> People in in, uh, the reason why I love Labyrinthia is the opening room of this this dungeon. It's right when you walk in, a bone dragon spawns, just rises out of the ground, and a ton of skeletons all around this massive room comes out. If I had my second level of slow time and I'm in full archer, tink, 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 I'm going to record that. It's going to be insanely epic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pick all of them off before they even get near me. It's gonna be insane. Can't wait to do it. If you haven't done Labyrinthia evar you you've gotta do it, man. It is one of the things yeah, in Labyrinth Skyrim that you weird. have got to experience. I don't know, I'm scared to get in there. And honestly though
0: Don't be scared. It's awesome. honestly though,
3: the Mage Quest Chain is is actually the Mage College Quest Chain is actually a really good story. That's yeah. one that's one reason to do it. After you get Dawnbreaker, you're gonna need Dawnbreaker because when you go in there it's all undead and a ton of it. Mm. You'll just own every. You'll feel like a paladin big time at that point.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, fighting an undead dragon. How much more paladin can you get
3: <laughs> with thousands of skeletons coming at you from every direction? Yeah, you see like an epic glow of holiness, awesomeness, blah, <laughs> and record it and put it on YouTube because I want to see it. All right, enough of my playthrough, Dave. What about you, man?
0: I was inspired.
3: <laughs> inspired. <laughs>
0: Inspired by the amazing Joe the Widget Wilson, destroyer of worlds and
1: and servers. Oh, and, <laughs> and servers. I'm
3: sorry, Dave. I have to interrupt you on this. Miss Liz just put, point out something that's that's very very true, and it's good to know. Is don't do Labyrinthia until you do, or may cause question. Until you do the Great Beard thing first, it can
1: cause it to glitch.
3: Oh, oh. okay. So, so good to I'm know. gonna
1: do that after I do the uh, well. Hold Omar on now, thing, so. now. Liz, Liz brings up a good point here that maybe most of our listeners don't know about. Oh, How I'm sorry, far into it's this? the Jagged Crown quest chain.
3: I'm sorry, not labyrinth, not the, that one. It's the Jag. you're right, the Jagged Crown. All right, so don't
1: do Labyrinthia. No,
3: no, it's not Labyrinthia. It's the Jagged Crown quest okay. chain. That's halfway through the Civil War.
1: Okay. So, <laughs> now I'm completely confused.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the Jagged Crown. You want to go to High Rock? Roth- yeah, you gotta go to do High Roth- guard thing first until you get past where you get the, you collect the artifact. And then you can go do um, the Civil War without it glitching out or having any issues like that. I mean, some people oh, okay. are saying got that you. it got fixed in one of the patches, but I wouldn't risk it.
0: Yeah, that's one of those things that can mess your whole game up. Just don't even mess with Just it. Just go do High Rothbard, yeah.
3: get it done
1: before you do the Civil War, and then do that. So basically, do do the the Dov- King quest chain, the, the the very beginning stuff, and then you know the, the Civil War and... <coughs>
0: I think you have to do the Dovah King quest chain up to the point where it splits to the the blades and the the actually the the high. Rothgar so pretty much, quest you have to chain. go and,
3: and finish it where they raise the dragon, and then after that, you go turn in the artifact with the High Rothgar guys, and that's when it pretty much is it, right there, right? Yeah, then you're good. You to gotta
0: go. you actually have to recover the horn and bring it back to. Okay, the, that's the what quest. I figured.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean that that. Gives you the full um, Fusro dash out anyway, so might as well. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. Once you have that, you're, you should be good for pretty much And anything that will cause that dragons
3: to spawn often. Because what I'm doing right now, without doing that, they're very rare. The only, the only dragons I've pretty much killed, besides that one incident last night, was at a nest.
2: Mm.
1: So it's definitely a good tip from Liz. Thanks, Liz.
3: Anyway, Dave, what were you saying? Yeah, thank you, Liz.
0: Oh. Yes, thank you, Liz. You're awesome. I, I was saying that uh, I was inspired by Joe the Widget Wilson Destroyer of Worlds and, and Dire by Cattle. Um, I wanted to t- talk about my new character that I made, my uh, Archer. Yay. But I'm doing it differently than oh. Joe because he's wrong. Not. <laughs> 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 I. I. Okay, I'm. I'm kidding. Um. What I'm doing is I'm going the way of conjuration. This is really what I originally wanted to do with my first character, but I kind of gotten to the point of um, going the assassin route. I don't want to do that this time. I want to go full archer conjuration. Um, What I'm going to do is it's basically a mage. I heal myself with restoration. I um, conjure my own uh, swords and then eventually will conjure my own bow. And the whole point is to be able to basically run around completely stark naked and still be a boss. <laughs> naked like a boss. <laughs> yeah, I'll be able to summon my bow, shoot anyone I need to shoot, have all my perks set out, basically the same way that Joe did, because, you know, he's, he's right on all the perks for being an archer. Definitely. But I do enjoy being able to quickly... Flip in and out of weapons, just summon them up as needed, and never have to worry about uh, basically anything. You know, Dave... You know, you never run out of arrows.
3: It's amazing. You know what? We're kind of both right, though. That's the beautiful thing about Skyrim, is that we went over the, yeah. the, the raw basics of like the raw skills, but you can mix and match them.
0: Oh, that's, that's the whole point. That's the whole fun of Skyrim. Exactly.
3: That's what you're doing. You're playing an archer, but you're doing it differently than me, and still going to be as effective. Maybe. Well but the I cool thing is
0: that <laughs> I don't have to worry about um being sucky like widget or oh,
2: touche, <laughs> upgrading touche. weapons. Wow.
0: The more I use my conjured bow, the more it levels up my conjuration, my and my archery, which the higher level you have in that, the better the bow is that I summon. And it it's I believe it's is Daedric it's a Daedric bow that's summoned. And then it levels up with you, basically. So you never have to, you know, figure out, oh, I need to do this and that with the bow. And, you know, I need to find a new one. I need to enchant it this way and that way. Which, by the way, you can put poison on a summoned bow. I like,
3: see, that's where I'm different, though. I don't like that bow because I like to have my bow enchanted with the soul trap.
0: Well, see, that's the thing. It's a conjured weapon. So I'm going to go into soul trap. It's going to have that on. Oh, you got
3: a good point there. Very good point, actually. Touche, Dave. So
0: it has the Soul Trap. It's excellent. I I love it. It, It's exactly what I want for my gameplay.
3: Good point. Awesome.
0: Um, The only problem I have with any Conjured weapon is the Conjured Battle Axe, which, personally, I would love to use if it didn't glitch out every now and again and make it so I was stuck without being able to equip a weapon in either hand. Which I don't know if y'all have actually had a chance to play with this, but every time I've ever made it, it freaks out on me and my conjured axe doesn't work. Hmm. So I get angry. Like really rage angry. I love the conjured dagger from Midas Magic. Is is the Conjured Dagger in Midas yep. Magic? Okay. I was looking around for a conjured dagger um add-on to I, I, or mod
3: to put in the I, game, love I couldn't Midas find Magic. Gun. It's useful for any playthrough that I want. <laughs> I go through there and I I get the book for them. I just go flip through the spells and see what's useful for what I'm doing with whatever playthrough I'm going through. And I go get that spell. It's it's fun. Well, I'm going to have to get that.
0: Um, But my big news from last night was I was just derping around with my bow. And I start freaking out on call while Joe's doing his uh, live podcast last night. I, I start freaking out because I was just shooting up in the air randomly. Oh, look, there's a bird in the air. I start shooting up at it. I guess <laughs> it wanted to know what was flying up in the air at it. I actually shot down a hawk last night. <laughs>
1: that's a hell of a shot. <laughs> Congratulations.
0: <laughs> I I swear I could not do that again in a million years, but I did it. I took a picture of it, too. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome screenshot. Uh, that was so cool. I was like, "What is this? I shot down a bird. <laughs> yes, I shot down a hawk. That's amazing." N- you know what that means now. Every time I see one of those in the air, I'm gonna try to shoot it down. Yeah, I'm gonna spend so much of my gameplay shooting down hawks that that's all Skyrim's gonna be to me.
1: Anyway. <laughs> you you also you also are now like me the, and Rabbit. the winner. <laughs> you also are now the winner of one of the exclusive uh, Quest Gaming Network achievements and title bearers, Killer of Hawks. <laughs> I mean, uh, d Crap Audio Hawk Slayer Adam. S- exactly. Slayer of
0: Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was crazy, and I was like lifting it up, and its wings were all like completely solid halfway through, and then like it was just badly done, and Oh, it was perfect. I loved it. I was so happily done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it wasn't supposed to happen. Like, like, like it you was were in the Matrix, and you were doing some kind of funky stuff inside the Matrix that's not supposed to happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those moments. Like in every other game that you ever see a bird flying in the air, you can't interact with it. It's just like, oh, look, that's to to signify that there are birds in this ecosystem. Mm-hmm. No, you can actually shoot that bird out of the sky, I saw it. I was just so dumbfounded I couldn't even react at first. I think I didn't even loot it. I was so just out of it after shooting that thing down. Do you remember if it was lootable? Mm -hmm. It was lootable. It even said, you know, enter, you know, press E for Hawk and I didn't even do it. I don't even think I looted (laughs) the dang thing.
3: No, the next thing is to to, um, shoot down an African Swallow.
0: An African swallow, <laughs> is, is that while it's carrying a coconut by its husk or not?
3: Yes, of course.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> the joke's lost on me. I'm in moron. <laughs> <all right. laughs> Shut up, grandpa. Sorry. The joke's lost on me.
2: Hey. Right.
3: <laughs> Anything else, Dave?
0: Oh no, that that was my evening. I, and then, well, there is a few other things. I've been playing with mods. A lot hmm. lately. I got Sky, uh, Skyrim UI. Oh, but,
1: is that not awesome? Oh man, it is just a breath of fresh air for this game. It really is. I it, wish, I wish Bethesda would hire that guy and be like, okay, now give us that mod. <laughs> yeah,
0: for real. <laughs> that that's Bethesda. If you're listening to us, yes, please.
1: Yeah. Yes, please. We that is dian uh, like, Dian-like. Yeah. like. Yes. And I I never had a problem with their UI beforehand but after I used Oh, this particular Marianne, mod. in comparison, it's like Yeah, in comparison, it even
0: has things like
1: I set it up to show
0: uh you know the the value versus the weight. Mhm. And everything and hey, it's guys. like
3: I hate to say this, we've yeah. almost done an entire show on the first segment.
1: Yeah, I know it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. We're <laughs> episode, done. So, bye. Well. <laughs> All right, so uh, Joe, I guess uh, are we are we at the point now where we're we're prepared to you know say that there's you know we're heading into the next yes, segment? Yes, we're at that point.
0: <laughs> Actually, uh, I have two and a half at that more point. stories
2: um, to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: well, hold on. Which one's Joe? <laughs>
0: I just want you all to know, I came across a, a steer that was painted with blue markings. Run. And I successfully killed it. Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah, sorry. All okay, right. uh, I think that's it. That's it, okay. <laughs> um, So, okay. It, it, there's, th- it's been a slow news week, all right? Like, ridiculously slow to the point where there, there's really nothing to report, all right? I did find this one little thing that that um I found on n4g.com and and they basically they basically wrote up an editorial saying you know Skyrim DLC is is the wait too long and and we were going to report on that as far as like you know this being a piece of news uh, and, and it is a relevant piece of news but what we're going to do is and and Joe had the the brilliant idea of 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 saying let's let's just expand what we're talking about now let's skip over the news bit because there really isn't any news at all and and let's just talk about that you know is this dlc wait that we're are we waiting for dlc a little too long let's let's just jump into the banner and mayor and and talk about that and and that was in fact our our banner and mayor topic that we had uh that we had written up for this week so um let's so I, I guess what I'm saying is we're basically going to skip over the Tamriel Times because we don't really have a whole lot of news going on for this week, and uh, and and we're we're about to hit into the the Battered Mare, correct? correct? Okay, let's do it.
3: Welcome to the Battered mayor. What can I get you? And welcome to the Bannered Mayor. We're going to do the exact topic that Ivarwin just mentioned. And with his sexy, awesome voice of awesomeness, I'm going to have him read this article and kick us off for this discussion.
1: Yeah, and I will do it in my North voice. Yay! Yeah. No, I'm oh. not doing that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I would do it, but it's going to be annoying. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so do it it. Be. I'll do it in my Khajiit voice. So, is Skyrim DLC? <laughs> no, Khajiit do it in the sand. <laughs> is it way too long? At? Hold on. Took a poop in the set <laughs> 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 all right so here's here's what i had written up in the town real times um in an article by n4g.com titled skyrim dlc release testing players limited patience the gaming news outlet asks the question how long is too long even for super awesome amazing content The article cites Bethesda's flirting with the idea of DLC all the way back in December and making players believe that DLC was only a mere few months away, though they hadn't released any plans or timescale as to when DLC may be released. It then goes on to cite numerous teases Bethesda has released over Twitter and the internet in general, giving players hope that a DLC announcement was merely a few weeks away. However those simply turned out to be the Creator's Kit functionality with the connect and of course last week's deceived unveiling trailer after reading the article uh we're left with the questions how long is too long how much longer are skyrim players willing to wait and is there is there a balance that can be struck with with this whole thing so our question is, and, and and here's 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 the bannered mayor topic. All right, the the N four G article that was cited earlier had become some food for thought for us, and it raised some good questions. You know, how long is too long? And at this point, if they do release DLC, will Skyrim players have have long moved from the game even bother to come back? So 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 those are our our questions that we're we're going to try and answer today. Is how long is too long? Is it already too long? And and will those of us who have been out of the game bother coming back when Sky- when they finally do release this DLC? You know, it, it, it was too long a month after release.
3: Honestly, because new content for this game is awesome. <laughs> it, it's what everyone wants regardless of when it comes out. But yeah, there is a point of being too long. If they release DLC a year after Skyrim launch, it's not going to have near the player base it could have had if it would have released back in February,
1: yeah,
0: that could be said that you know a week after launch would be too long in comparison to a day after launch for DLC.
3: Yeah, the sooner the better. Really, that's what it boils down to.
0: Right. For them, yes, and for game players around the world, yes, it would be more effective to have it out sooner. I completely agree. But I'll for that, but I disagree at the point that it, you know that it's too long no, uh, it needs to be done right they need to call in the four guys that they had do the Nord voices back into the studio (laughs) you know, to re-record fresh sounds for you know, all the the new quests or whatever they're going to include and do it right you know, I don't want DLC out the day after release with no voices, everything's in you know, green because we didn't put any skins on anything, no, I don't want that
3: you know what, though, I have a feeling that the reason why it's taking so long is that they are coming out with a, a DLC that is going to be insanely epic. I mean, oh, I think I so think too. it might be Definitely. Skyrim
1: 2, but consider a DLC. Yeah. Um, well, even the, the chat room is saying now. The point is they've lost a, a lot of players, and they're all you know, everyone in the chat room is agreeing with that point that was made but as
3: soon as the news hits that, and spreads that fact, okay, because, you know, those people who stopped playing Skyrim, because they did everything in it because they loved it. Now, if they release DLC, yeah. and it's this epic, like, Skyrim 2.0, they're gonna jump right back into it. Like a whole new game.
0: Oh, definitely. Especially since there are parts of the world which are in Skyrim right now, but are locked out from where your character can't cross over a mountain and walk into it. But have it like extends out into, um, I don't even remember the names of the old games. Uh, Morrowind, I think, is one of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's
0: area of Skyrim in the game. They just haven't put any content there, but it actually goes out into Morrowind, which they could definitely, you know, put DLC, which opens up that entire area.
1: Yeah, they have. They could easily do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and
0: I mean, I guess our question is. How long do you
1: have to wait before DLC becomes an expansion? Well, here's the thing. All right, Todd Howard has always said that we're going to release DLC that's really more of an expansion. And so you know, he he pref- he, he said that in the very beginning of this. And I remember when he 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 went he went he he walked out on on the uh, the, the um the Spike Video Game Awards. And he said that right on stage, live. And I remember being in the chat room. And remember, you know, we had heard it before, but we haven't heard it from Todd Howard in that way. And it kind of like everyone in the chat room, we were we we're all like, "Oh my god!" Like it's going to take a long time for DLC to come out, but it's going to be amazing when it finally does. And so, like, I was kind of prepared for for this sort of wait, and 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 here we are. You know, we're we're almost in we're almost in May at this point. And we've heard hide nor hair of of actual DLC when it's when it's due you know, they out. They also and,
3: said though that the DLC they want to make it more like an expansion instead of a DLC. Exactly. So you've got to assume that. I mean, can you just imagine if they did a multiplayer like land setup Skyrim that included, oh, you know, do- like a story arcs that pretty much doubles the amount of story arcs in current Skyrim. I don't care. I'm going to be playing that until I'm blue in the face until the next one comes out. <laughs> oh man, you want a game that can compete with Diablo Three for me?
2: Oh
0: yes, release like Skyrim multiplayer. Oh, I, it, not an MMO oh. multiplayer. I'm talking about <laughs> Skyrim as it is right now, and just
1: include co-op. It would be oh. blindingly amazing. I would just like to say to to some of our emailers, okay, I think there's room for Skyrim co-op and an MMO cuz we we have a lot of people mm. emailing us lately saying oh, you know I, I don't want the MMO I want Sky Skyrim co-op. There's there's room for Skyrim co-op and an MMO I'm just
3: Oh, I would love putting it. Putting it. Are you kidding? There. That's like that's like Yeah. That's the epic game candy.
1: I'd play both.
3: Well, you got to figure <laughs> that they're probably going to be a couple years out for Elder Scrolls MMO anyway. So you get that the first expansion comes out with Skyrim multiplayer. We can land with up to four people.
1: Oh,
2: (laughs) I can't tell you that. I can't tell
3: you the nerdgasm that's going to happen. You know,
1: I I think. I think we just kind of (laughs) (laughs) thank you. Um, So you know, anyway, to to get back on topic, like I, I think, reasonably speaking, at this point, the question of how long is too long is is proper. However, I think. I I think. The point of getting angry at where's my dlc bethesda you said it would be here and why is it not here i think the point of that is still after summer do you if we don't see yeah i agree yeah
0: i i don't i don't ever see a point to where you should yell at someone for you know hey you're taking too long at this the only reason I'd ever do that is like if they were to make a amazing Starcraft shoot 'em up and then cancel it 3 times. That would be the only time I'd be mad at a corporation for doing that. But oh, if, just if you... for making DLC, I'd be I mean it's just they need to do it right. You know, I'm okay with waiting until the end of summer. I'm even okay with waiting until next Christmas for it to come out as long as it's done right and it feels like a full expansion.
1: Well, yeah, but the the thing is is that the other side of this question is you have to think of it you have to think of this as a business, all right? Artistically, yes, you're 100% right. You know, it, it take as long as it takes in order to push out the most amazing content. But the problem is is on the business side of this, your players have already moved on by next Christmas. Mm. Okay? Uh, your players have already moved on, um, Christmas of 20, 2012, okay, and and well before that. I mean, it's is reasonable to say that that you know uh, probably about sixty five percent of your players, your player base right now, has already moved on. I mean, you know, they're they Let's face it, there's new games out there, and though and though yeah. they are waiting for for DLC with bated breath, there are those out there that are saying, you know what, I don't really care about. I don't really care as much about this now as I did back in February. And not like it's reasonable to expect DLC in February. Not reasonable at all. And 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 Dave, I would I would I would even say like if DLC came out in February, it would probably stink <laughs> because it would be like what you were describing. Yeah. Like it would be it would be just horrible.
0: <laughs> it would be horrible. I can't even imagine what they would have had if they released it like the day after or even a month after. Right. You know, come on. You got to give them time to do it and do it right or and, else it's going to be horrible.
1: And, and Joe jo might cringe with this one, but, you know, what, what Blizzard did with Diablo 3, Joe jo knows how I feel because when we were doing the Quest Gaming podcast, when we were doing the Quest mm-hmm. show, um, I was very vocal about, about how long and how many times D- uh, Blizzard, um, Blizzard refused to put out Diablo 3. They kept pushing it back, and I was very vocal and very critical about that. Even now, to the point like, you know, I still after playing the beta and, like I said, it it drained the soul out of me this weekend. I I played that beta like you wouldn't believe. I loved you know, it. No, I had
3: the betas in December. I'm sorry, but I still don't see the point in the wait. Oh my god, I I, I I I have beat that beta. I've done
0: everything in it. Full. You know, they cleared the, the server. They cleared all my
1: achievements. I've done everything twice. Well, I'm so into that game. It's, but it, it's absolutely, yeah. It, I mean, what be that as it may, okay, it's it's a that's a phenomenal game. And and we made <laughs> it, we're, we're, we made an entire podcast or you know, you know, surrounding it. And that's that's not what we're doing now.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> that, but that's not into <laughs> the dungeon crawler. I if they make DLC for this game. I don't just want quests. They have to put in more dungeons. They have to put in more traps. They have to figure out all this. And it, you know, I I understand that you said, yeah, it's not as much an artistic question as it is a business one. Well,
1: but it's both. You have it is. It's both. You can't. You can't be. You know, one way or the other on this. You know, because then you 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 hurt you hurt the other side. You know, you and the reason why I brought up Diablo three was because Blizzard waited so long and put it off so long that you know for me I was a hardcore Diablo two fan, and and you you put it off you announced it in two thousand and eight I was okay with with Diablo two just being it and that was that was all I was going to see from the franchise you announced Diablo three in two thousand eight here it is twenty twelve and now it's coming out May fifteenth all right I'm angry that I had to wait so long. I'm happy it's an awesome game and I'm going to buy it. And, and Blizzard, you have wrangled your money out of a person who refused to buy this game because it is that awesome. All right. However, and I'm not saying that, that Bethesda is going to, you know, wait that long, but it, there is a point where too long is too long. Oh, definitely. I mean- and we're, you know, we're talking about Skyrim DLC here. All right? <laughs> you know, here we are. It's almost May. How long is too long? And, and uh, you know, if we wait much longer, there's definitely going to be people out there that are not going to be so easily swayed as I was in the case of Diablo 3. They're going to say, it's been too long. We don't care. We're not putting our money toward this thing. You know, you've, you fail.
0: Okay, so Joe, yes. if you had to put your finger on a date for how long was too long or is too long, what would you say? August
3: 1st. <laughs> <laughs> At 2 p.m. <laughs> Jeez,
0: nail on the head,
2: huh? that's wow. too
3: long because that's nearing the end of summer. People start going back to school. It, it lost. They needed yeah, to capitalize I, 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 on the summer I, crowd. They really needed to. I would.
1: I would say. Uh, I, I. I would. I. I would say Joe is right. I would say anywhere between August and mid-September. It's gotta be out by then. Because if it's not, most people are most people don't care now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be throwing a game out there to to an audience of, of cricket sounds.
0: Yeah. They're
1: well, gonna be like, here's this
0: awesome big DLC big and everybody's like
1: Yeah. They're gonna be like, dude, I'm playing, you know.
0: You know, Diablos coming out, uh, Guild Wars is coming out, all these big games. You know, Swotor is finally getting back into the swing of things. Uh there's so many different games coming out that you really have to get this out,
1: in my personal opinion, yeah. by May 14th. You know what? As far now that we're talking the business side of things, all right, let's let's look at this. All right. If you're if you're trying to remain competitive, okay, you're dealing with the release of Terra, you're yeah. dealing with the release of Diablo 3, and you're dealing with uh you know, an, an increasing interest in in Tor since one point two has come out. All of which the Quest Gaming Podcast reports on, by the way. Plug, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> exception of Terra, unfortunately. Um, however, you want to you want to make sure that if your awesome content is going to get released, it's got to get released when when it, at this point all right, hype for these for Terra. Mm-hmm. Diablo 3 and even Tor is, is on the high end and scaling up, I would say we're, we're not due for another for another um, for DLC for Skyrim until at least the end of August because you want to wait for that stuff to start trending. This is my away. exact prediction. Mm-hmm. They're going to announce the DLC
3: at E3 which is coming right. up a month a month from now pretty much. Month and a half for now, mm-hmm. and then a month later they're releasing the DLC. Because what better place to get the hoopla and the, and the word out about the DLC
1: than E three? I would I, definitely pick up some hype there. Yeah, I would. I would push it out. I would say that they're gonna they're gonna say E <clears> three. <throat> um, they're gonna they're gonna say uh, at E three, DLC for Skyrim Give is coming us the name. Out. They're uh, gonna
3: show us previews, even have some play yep. on it, and then they're gonna push it out yep. another month or two after that, and boom.
1: I'm, I, I'll i say my prediction is they're going to put it out the, the beginning of the fourth quarter of this year, October. That would be too long. Uh, I, I think that would be too long, too. I think it's going to be agree. earlier mid-summer. I agree. I, I do. I think that's going to be too long, but I think that's their strategy. And that would be a bad strategy on their end.
3: Yeah, it might look better on their financial quarter, but <laughs> what, what good is that if you're not going to have the players to buy the game?
1: I don't know. They might be. They might roll. They might roll those
3: dice, and those dice might
2: come up snake eyes.
3: Yeah, I would not be
0: willing to chance that <laughs> one. I'm. I'm with Joe. It needs to come out during summer. Oh, well, let's hope so.
3: If I was in their shoes, that's exactly what I would do. Though I would do E3 to get that word out, and like everyone's going to be watching Bethesda closely anyway. Get yes. that huge announcement on their press release, and show the playing of it, and show the trailer of it. Get the name out, and people are going to go ballistic. They're going to be talking about it for a month nonstop. You released that at the peak of the talk right after that month, and you got a solid, solid sell.
1: Bethesda, if Bethesda, if you're listening, and, and I hope I hope you are, okay? Bethesda, if you're listening, all right, we're we're your consumers. Okay? This has to be out during the summer. Please. It's it's a respectful request. We're asking you to put this out simply because we care so much about your product. And we have we have a, a genuine love and care about your product. You really do put out an awesome product, okay. And and let's face it, you could release this you know anytime you want, and there's going to be consumers. However, we're concerned that if this gets released, you know, any later than the, the late portion of the summer, it's going to be too late, and we just don't want to see that happen. We want
0: it'll just end up being swept under the table.
1: Correct. I have to nail it third quarter. That's, they have to. Yeah. That's going to be the slow time of the gaming this year, and that's going to be the, their their peak time. Yep. Summer's the time when MMOs slow down. I mean, let's face it. I mean, it doesn't matter how interested you are in terror. If, you know, if you're having an awesome barbecue over at your neighbor's house, you're showing up. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely.
1: You know, I mean, uh, summer would be the, the optimal time. I would say July. Let's get it out. Get it out in July. You know, uh, so the, the movie the movie blockbuster season is slowing down by the beginning of July. Let's that's face exactly it. a month after the yep. E3. <laughs> Precisely.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, actually sounds uh,
1: sounds good. It sounds like that's would
0: be the sweet spot for when you want to release well, this DLC. We answered the question, yeah.
1: gentlemen. Diablo comes out May May fifteenth. Yep. You know, let's face it. Uh, everyone's everyone's life. I mean, l- girls. I'm sorry, but your boyfriends are not going to be involved yeah. with you, you for kidding? a month. A lot of afterwards. a lot of boyfriends are going to be disappointed because their girlfriends playing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh my Especially God. when
1: they start winning. I'm glad Jenny doesn't have a great PC because she w- her life would be sucked <laughs> into the Demon Hunter. <laughs> yeah, me and me and Val are going to be playing it together too. I'm concerned about getting Liz on the podcast once a week. <laughs> All right, guys. Enough about Diablo 2 Let's yes. uh,
3: let's yes. go ahead and, yes. and take a break. And when we get back, we will go right into crafting table and our emails. We are back in the crafting table, your mods and other game enhancements. We have two mods to preview for you guys today with the official Quest Gaming Network, or should I say Skyrim off the record stamp of approval. <laughs> what Approved. are they, Ivarwin?
1: Well, uh first one is going to be Cynix's Stubborn Skeletons by jijinx and that's Wait, up, a- wait,
0: before you explain what it is, I need you to say that name like
1: 5 times fast. Cynix's <laughs> Stubborn Skeletons by jijinx Cynix's Stubborn
2: Skeletons
1: by Jujinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's S Y Y N X S, Cynix's Stubborn Skeletons by Jujinks, J J I I N X. <laughs> Jinx Jinx <laughs> Alright um, because the author of this mod Sees skeletons as a quote unquote joke He created a mod that buffs skeletons And creates a mechanic where Just because They go down Doesn't mean they're always going to Stay down
2: mm. <laughs> Yes yeah,
1: It buffs skeletons in the game uh, Their health now has More health Uh, but still weaker in comparison to the drugger. Uh, They're damaged. They now deal 50% more damage and they are in fact stubborn as in they now raise from the grave. The modder jinx, 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 explains this mechanic in the following quote. And he says, after they're dead, they have a likely chance to get up after resting for a short while. After you, However, if you manage to turn them to ash, they will not raise, of course, so basically what this mod does is it just <clears throat> it buffs their health and their damage and it allows them to to on on you know every now and again they will after you've destroyed them they'll get back up and attack you again, so <laughs> so that's. That's that mod, and there, and uh, it's a small mod, um, but I think it can, you know, if you find yourself, especially in the beginning of the game, you know, you're, you're fighting a lot of undead and skeletons, um, you know, it, it could add to a, a little extra gameplay there. Uh, but yeah. however, since it was such a small mod, I figured let's let's go ahead and, and go the extra mile and look for another one out there. And what we got is Dread Knight Weapon Set by... I
3: saw this one last night. I almost downloaded it too.
1: It's pretty cool looking, right? Mm-hmm. I love this thing. It's by Jojo, or I should say Jojjjo, J O J J O, Jojojo. Anyway, a lot of J's to the time. <clears throat> yeah, a lot, a lot of J's, J's. in there. Uh, Dread Knight weapon set. All right, this mod adds a brand new weapon set to into the game with a Dread Knight slash Death Knight theme, depicting beautifully rendered, horrifically detailed, shining steel weapons with ornate metal skull and bones on the blades, hilts, and grips on the weapons. Each weapon mesh has been created from scratch and is a testament to the imagination of the modder. Some even display dragon speak scrawled on the blade. And here's the types of weapons that, that are included in this mod you'll get a bow, a sword, great sword, an axe, battle axe, mace, warhammer, and dagger. So that's a bow, a sword, great sword, an axe, a battle axe, a mace, a warhammer, and a dagger. This modder has an extra bit of information regarding the location once downloaded of his daily of his deadly creations, and I quote, actually, there are two sets. One forgeable and upgradable, ebony equivalent, and other non-forgeable, upgradable, Daedra equivalent. Mm. The normal set you can forge at any time. And any forge, ebony section. Ebony smithing, smithing skill is required, of course. The superb set you can find in Full Gunther, which is a crypt located southeast of Solitude. Look for a chest next to the word wall. You'll have to fight for it, but the prize is free of charge. The one-handed weapon comes in pairs for the dual wielders.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always looking for new new weapon mods. I got one last night. It was like this uh, bow package. But it only had three stars, so I was kind of curious as what's wrong with it. But I'm gonna—I'll report on that when I play with it more.
1: Yeah, but I'm gonna to get so There you one. go. There's uh, there's there's two little two little mods for you to to increase your your game experience.
3: Oh, Liz, I did not cheat anyway.
1: Uh oh, what happened?
3: <laughs> oh, of course, she's not accusing of him of my game is modded, game. but I didn't mod it with any kind of cheats. Mostly, all my mods are sound and audio, or <laughs> audio and visual. I did not even get oh. one of these new bows yet. Here it goes now. It's on. It's on. You do good, and you you show your true colors, and people accuse you of cheating. What the heck? <laughs> well, you lived! What can we say? <laughs> By the skin of my teeth.
1: Joe, did you mod your game so you would live longer? No.
3: <laughs> I even had to go into my, my um, options okay. and show people that was set to adept. <laughs> I see this on the next live stream, cro- rearing its ugly head. <laughs> I would, yeah, I'm gonna get the Death Knight weapon set as soon as we're done,
1: or as soon as I get a chance. Um, I like that. Anything else you wanna say on these guys? Uh, well, check it out at, at SkyrimNexus.com. All right. Um, I I tried to write in as good of a description as I possibly can, but even my description, um, which could be good or awful depending on your taste uh is not it doesn't do it any justice it is it is the dread knight weapon set that this guy created is really nice looking it's
3: also could be found on the um steam workshop as well
1: ah very good so there so steam workshop as well
3: we don't have an elder scroll segment because lou is still gone no, he, lou. we will have him next week
0: oh i miss lou no Lou. No lore <laughs>
1: I know, Dave. What are we going to do about about the lack of Lou on our on our tour show? We're actually bringing him in just
0: to do the lore segments.
1: Are we? <laughs> I actually don't know if we
0: are or not. But no. I would love that. I would. <laughs> we can I, I miss Lou.
1: He's he's gone. He's uh he's 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 out saving the world.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, he's it out sucks. being a hero. You get superpowers, and then he just like, I'm not going to do your lore segment.
2: No. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. <laughs>
3: Down, I boys. know we're giving him hell but no we miss you Lou if you hear this we miss you buddy come back to us I, I was listening to the <laughs> listening to the, uh, the Winter Thanksgiving skit again during the break and Mimi Sniffle I heard Lou <laughs> alright we're going to move on to the town square guys
2: hear that? something's going on in the town square
3: here we are in the town square your emails and itunes shout outs and the producers email of the week comes to us from kickler 1896 and he says hey guys just want to say blah 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 you're great love the podcast thank you so much i can't wait for new ones every wednesday night i wanted to bring up two points one <laughs> i hope when this podcast becomes elder scrolls off the record you don't stop talking about skyrim no and uh, it's not gonna happen, i will buddy skyrim is gonna be the focal point even then
1: oh yeah all Basically, reason. what's going to what's yeah. going to happen is um, <clears throat> as 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 the writer of the show, what I what I what I plan on is if and when they do say, mm-hmm. OK, guys, Sky, uh, Elder Scrolls MMO, we're going to we're going to turn the podcast into the name is going to change. And and we're telling you this now and we've been telling you this before this way when you when you decide to to search us on iTunes or try and get our new shows you know to look for the Elder Scrolls off the record however that's not going to change the focus of the show when we become the Elder Scrolls off the record if that ever does happen the focus is going to be what's new in Elder Scrolls right now and and right now it's it's let's face it it's Skyrim so we're still going to be Skyrim off the record it's just going to be with this this larger umbrella around this, that's going to you know naturally enable us to talk about you know Daggerfall, Redguard, Arena, you know uh, Morrowind, uh, Oblivion, you know the Shivering Isles, Skyrim, and oh holy God, you know here's some new in- here's some new stuff about about the MMO coming out, and let's 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 show it's just going to be uh, it's going to be an Elder Scrolls free for all, <laughs> pretty
3: much. Yep, yes, yeah. that's, that's the plan. He says the second point is. I want to give you guys a new idea. I want you guys to talk about some hidden and great items. I know that you talk about the Daedric items, and that's not what I mean. For example, I found a potion that refills itself over time. Also, I found a hidden chest in Dawnstar that has unlimited crap in it. Just want to see what you guys think, and if... And would... Okay, I think... What you guys would think of it, and would love to see it coming up in the show. Thanks, Kickler1896. The reason why I made this producer's email of the week is for one to highlight the fact that we're not going to stop talking about Skyrim, plain and simple, and to say that I am going to vow to research this this week and talk about
1: it in the beginning of the show next week. You want to find that chest in Dawnstar that has unlimited crap in it, right?
3: Yeah, I'm gonna see. You, I'm gonna look up any kind of <laughs> hidden items and <laughs> rare items that are not Daedric related and see what I, what I can dig up and find for the listeners next week.
1: So much crap in here, it never ends.
3: <laughs> Prego, you've been in here again. At <laughs> <Aww. laughs> our next email, unless so you guys have anything else to say about that, this is coming from Stephen T. Stephen T
0: says, I have ideas about some features/slash expansions they could release. One of which is raising the max level cap to 100 and soft cap between 60/70. It feels kinda unfinished when one of my characters hits level fifty level eighty-one. They could balance it out by adding three new skill trees, one for each category. And on a separate note, with the new connect enabled Skyrim patch, is there any shouts that you have memorized other than Fusro Da for me? For me it would be O Da Ving, which is call
3: Dragon. Mine is a Evar Win, which is call co-host. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had to. Just see that now. <laughs> yeah,
1: pop up in a screen like what's going on huh what Who, what what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? what do you want me to do? Where am I what's going on that's a dragon <laughs> uh i i I don't yeah, have... a, I,
3: I stole your joke I didn't even know you made that joke I'm sorry. Yeah. Apparently Liz said she she was the originator of that joke, so I apologize.
1: Ivar <laughs> Uh I don't have any memorized at all, Steven. I'm sorry, I, I fail. Totally.
3: Yeah, I don't even know what the slow time was. All I know is I, I select it and I hit my uh, Z key <laughs> to make him <them> happen.
0: <laughs> I have to learn the name of the dang thing to yell it out, I'm going to be learning the name of that one that makes enemies glow. Because you better bet—that's my favorite one.
3: Well, I know that with the Xbox 360, it's going to a lot more of a common thing where people are going to memorize the shouts because they're going to have
1: to. <laughs> right. I hope there's a modder out there that that programs a a uh, a shout where you can you can turn on you know Maluka's <laughs> music by saying Maluka, <laughs> and just all of a sudden you hear her her music. That was stupid. I don't Nice try. Um, (laughs) Whatever. I like the idea of the three
3: new skill trees. I don't think that a soft cap is necessary or raising the hard cap. I don't think that'd be a good idea. What they should do is raise a soft cap to be equal to 80 so that the monsters continue to level past 50. Yeah. That way the challenge is consistent and not 30 levels of, oh, I am so epic that, you know, the gods themselves can't hurt me.
1: There's a certain amount of genius in there somewhere. Somewhere. We'll find it. Somewhere, later. Yeah. yeah. I think I like that, and I, I don't think I have a problem with it. I think I like all of that, actually. I don't know. Oh, there is one thing I do remember of the
3: shouts. Nakas. Yeah. Because Nakas is the last thing he says when you do that, that third level of that really fast-moving shout. What is it called? Um, like, we kind of warp ahead. So for, you learn it up in the, when you're doing... The high Rothgard. Uh,
0: I know Roth- which one you're talking about, but again, I don't know the name <laughs> of it. But what
3: happens is when you do the, he does the first two words of the shout. Yeah, whirlwind. But when you go, it's like a, it's like you go faster than the speed of sound, so the last word catches up to you after you do that. And yeah. nakas. Nakas. <laughs> it cracked me up every time I do it because I would do it and I hear, start, start walking here. Nakas. Maluka. Right, okay, you got the point. <laughs> it's not any funnier. here it, is, it, is. <laughs> it still sucks
2: <laughs>
3: yeah in the cast that's right uh, the next email is for me so I'm going to go ahead and read it unless you guys have anything else to say about the last Stephen email nope thank you Stephen this one is for Joe when you produce the podcast where do you source the amazing music you use by the way I look up to you guys as a podcaster myself and only hope to reach professional level that you all achieve every week. P.S. Welcome, Dave. And cheers. Hey. Do we get the name of this person, Yvonne? Because it's not in the email. Unless his name is Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. <laughs> um, when it comes to the music, when I design the audio layout of the show, when, I, when we do a show, I actually sit there and design the audio feel to, to match the, the, uh, the fit of the game, really. To, to kind of give it an atmosphere. And I, I I actually go through many 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 sources looking for the right kind of music to fit that feel so I like to use um, anything from iTunes to Middle Earth network radio I use we used a lot of uh, like
0: free national music for yes, like, Diablo stuff and which is excellent mixing I mean I know that you spent hours mixing some of those things like the the voodoo chant, oh, that was that was so cool.
3: Yeah, and a lot of like the bumpers and intros are all mixed of a lot of different music. A lot, like the Skyrim intro alone is four pieces of music combined and just mixed. Um, when it comes to background music, I use I just find it from different sources like Pandora, mix it enough to where it's unique in some ways. A lot of the background music though, I just put it straight in, and uh, just keep at it, man. Um, find the right software and and keep practicing and. You'll, you'll surpass us even, probably easily. Email me again if you have questions. I have no problem answering your questions. Yeah, the whole voodoo thing we did, I did for. Um, I love that Diablo. Yeah, I,
2: I actually do, found I, that.
3: I found cool. the audio of an actual voodoo chant, echoed it in the background, and I used three different audio sources for the rest of it to give
1: it kind of that wicked sound. Do you do you have that on your computer right now? Why don't you play it? The voodoo chant. Yeah, this way everyone can figure out what you're talking about. All right, I can do that for you. Yeah, go for it.
3: Voodoo. And that little 20 second bumper took three hours of mixing.
1: (laughs) Right. Now it's it's relevant because you know we have you know this emailer asking you know what what do we what do we use in order to to you know piece together our music so you know there's there's a prime example now mm-hmm. now Joe what 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 did you use I found a voodoo chant from a YouTube video that was
3: done from a gentleman who went to Haiti mm-hmm. to study voodoo and they did one of their it was not one of those evil voodoo ceremonies it was actually one of those uh, really an uplifting voodoo ceremony. It was, it was it was based on something good. And I really liked the sound of it. So I used that as the background, and I used two different pieces of music, but I can't remember the name of them right now. And I used a voodoo drum kit to syndicate that drumming sound you hear to kind of amplify it. And I, I mixed that with audio levels based on where the, piece, where the chanting was to kind of blend with the chanting.
1: So basically what you're saying is, you know... A lot of times, it's not necessarily you know a, a straight piece of music that you use. Mm-hmm. It's it's really more of just a blend of a lot of you know pieces of music that you can you know twenty seconds of this, ten seconds of that, and you know um, five seconds of this one and this one put together sounds a lot better than than different than apart and
2: mm-hmm.
1: and just kind of you know blending it all together to to get that optimal idea that you have when you're combining multiple pieces of music
3: you really have to listen for the audio changes because that's where you're going to have an easier time blending the different music together uh you want to like when i design intros i I'll always look, i always want to start out with more of a subtle approach and then it yeah. goes into our announcement and then i want to go for a high peak i can't feel, <laughs> remember the name exact word like a, like a crescendo the dominant this is us and here it goes into the main music and in order to blend that right, you have to find the music that that peaks out the right point. You got to really listen for it, and then match it with the low peak of the next piece. It takes a lot of blending and a lot of practice, but once you get it, you can do some
1: pretty cool stuff with it. So just keep yeah. practicing. And it's then- a lot of ear for for music, a lot of a lot of talent. Oh
0: yeah, Joe's an audiophile though. He loves yeah. it.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, he is. I've I've dipped my fingers into this a little bit, and and to be honest, you have to have a talent in order to to get the kind of thing that Joe puts across. Um, you really he he has a singular talent in it. I've ne- uh, I have zero music musical ability whatsoever, and um, you know Joe really does have a talent in this. So you know he he does amazing work. Um, but we would we would definitely recommend you know finding finding an awesome um an an, an awesome mixing program. A uh, a program that's going to allow you to record off of your computer, and just go out, you know, go to YouTube, you know, uh, listen to stuff that you find, you know, on Pandora and all that, and 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 see if you could just mix it together to make it your own, and then and then go from there. But always start with an idea.
2: Mm-hmm. Once
1: you have that idea, stick with it and just be persistent. And you should find the right the right beat and tone that you're looking for.
3: Exactly. Great advice, you, Barwin.
1: Hey, you know. I'm gonna give you an email. Oh, oh boy! Yeah, you get the next one. That's what I love the most. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. This comes from am I am I um Chris A it, right? Chris Chris A correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this one comes from Chris A, aka Kimaru One Three Seven, says: "Seeing as how PC can use mods and Xbox 360 can now use Kinect, I myself, being known as a PS3 Skyrim player, was wondering." What you think about what do you think should be added to P- as a PS3 exclusive. Your biggest fan and listener, Chris A. So basically what he's asking is you know what what can PS3 use in order to kind of like utilize Skyrim differently? Xbox has the connect, P- PC has its mods, what can what can PS3 use? I I kind of feel without having to develop anything further I think the PlayStation Move has yeah. more has, has a different feel than the Kinect does.
0: I could really see them integrating Move, though. I could see that actually fitting oh, a lot That would be
3: awesome. Well, you know, the Kinect yeah. really goes well with the shouting aspect of it. If you right. use the Move for the sword play or the magic Oh, use man, it, that would be incredible. awesome. I would yeah. buy it today because I have the Move and I have my PS3. I would buy it for my PS3 just to have that functionality. Especially yeah. with the archery, yeah. oh my lord! That would be Having amazing. Two move sticks for your archery? Oh, <laughs> it Wouldn't be hard. No, it Ultimate would be very has, easy. No.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, they they might even go as so far as to create a limited edition Skyrim bow or weapon set PlayStation Move, where you get you get you know this this awesome you know PlayStation Move great sword. And you can, you can, you know, snap your PlayStation Move controller into this huge greatsword or this PlayStation Move, you know, um, bow and arrow set where you snap it into this bow and arrow and, and use that and, you know, so on and so forth. Kind of like what the, what the Wii has done with uh, lightsabers. I, I would think that'd be... That'd be Incredible. Hell yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that would be exactly what they need to do for it.
3: I agree. Mm-hmm. All righty. Yeah, PS three needs love, guys. We know that. Yes, they do. I'm a big PS three fan and I would love to see that.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah
0: absolutely. PS three is oh, I definitely could put the move would be amazing put with Skyrim.
1: Oh yeah. And the Kinect is great, but you know, if you can get the, the, the move to work with something like this, you know, it would it's gonna give it's gonna give that, that different feel that some people are gonna look for over the Kinect.
3: Alright, our last email comes from Lucy P. Dave, all you, man.
0: Alright. Hi, guys. 20 weeks in, and I'm still absolutely loving this show. Whoa. While playing... Hold the phone. That, I, that's... It's that's awesome. Weeks. Week. Yeah. Yeah, it's been Yeah. We're, at, to me we're like that. 21. Okay, you were saying. Okay, uh, continuing on. While playing Skyrim this week, my husband asked me... Wow. My husband asked me what I thought the best weapon in the... Weapons in the game are. I thought this might make for some interesting discussions, so decided to share my thoughts with you guys as well, Lucy P. Hi, Dawnbreaker. Yeah, <laughs> Dawnbreaker.
2: Dawnbreaker. Dawn
3: ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I know. I like the uh, the sliver one, whatever the razor, whatever it is. Maywood's mm-hmm. razor. Maywood's May mm-hmm. razor. I,
1: th- I think this is. Uh, I think this is crispy crackers that that shows up in our our chat room all the time.
3: Uh, yeah, and she's uh, crispy. She said uh, she's contacted us a few times in Twitter as well. Yeah, I know. I, okay, I, I recognize well, the name Lucy. Mm-hmm.
0: Y'all are both wrong. It's the Conjured bow.
3: <laughs> it, okay, <laughs> I think the point of this is is it's really all preferencing when it comes to best weapons in the game. It depends on your play style. It does. It depends on preference. For my archer right now, not not counting the mods, it's probably going to be the Dagger bow for me fold it with two inch chance on it.
1: <laughs> Wait, hold on, Joe. Watch this. Uh, Dave, what did, what did you just say? What, what's the best weapon? Conjured bow. Watch this, Joe. Dave, you're wrong! You're wrong, Dave! You're so wrong! It's not even the Conjured bow. It's not even remotely close to the Conjured bow. Yeah,
2: huh. <laughs> 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 okay, I it was, was in, read read in, the, in the chat room.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I, know, I know Lucy from Twitter, though. Yeah yeah she's around thank you for the email and maybe later we'll go into more detail on that but right now we have done an extra long show for you guys today so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up and starting with our five star review shout outs which i'm going to give to david adams
0: yay all right five star review shout outs from america we have inbri skyrim job roger austin Miranda Fimbres, Slayer
3: of Bunnies, forty-seven. Slayer of bunnies, man. That's that's my boy. Slayer of bunnies. Yeah, but he spelled it weird, so he it's did. Bunnies. <laughs> okay,
0: continue on. <laughs> Jay Calendre, David F. Awesome name, David. People with name David are awesome. Okay. <laughs> Kickler, eighteen ninety-six. Alex Swiss- Alexis Stewart. Man, that, that, that got me. Alexis Stewart, <laughs> 12305. And Photog, 1965. From our mates down in Australia, Jimma Jourdine. Across the pond in UK, Purple Alpha Wolf, Kylar, 89, Ryan Landers, and Time Burglar, 1.
3: And for our final thoughts. Uh what a show. <laughs> indeed. We were worried yeah. that we were gonna have a, a, a light amount of content for today's show and it turned out that we have one of our longest shows yet. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, it was just fun. I had a blast with it, guys.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, this was a great time indeed. You know, I'd like to uh I'd like to include a little more of this uh you know, how we how we play and, and how the game reacts and, and all that, mm-hmm. you know, uh and I I'm, I'm saying it wrong, but I'd like to do this again. <laughs> More tips and stuff. Maybe we'll we'll dive into Indeed. dungeons
3: and locations and things like that in the near future. I think we went pretty detailed when it Oh, geez, excuse me. Detailed when it comes to um <laughs> random gas. When it comes to you know uh skill trees yeah, and constellations. So
1: <laughs> you have no idea how detailed we got into the random gas thing. <laughs>
3: uh that one came uh, before i can touch the mute button <laughs> dave any final thoughts
0: no i'm I'm just happy that we got a chance to explore all the different types of characters that we enjoy and well you know freak out of arwen because now he has like nine more different character types to try out
1: <laughs> now i gotta get my paladin up and then and then we'll i'll look at i'll look at a mage you'll enjoy a mage I, <laughs> as long as i got the two of you as wingmen i'm sure i will you steer me don't forget about our YouTube
3: page. Just look up Quest Gaming Network, all one word, and you can see our interesting videos, including me destroying an entire server <laughs> <Yeah>. in Minecraft. <laughs> I'm
1: going to let Ivarwin take How to Reach Us. All right, first of all, I just want to say, before, before you reach us, okay, I want you to listen to Minecraft Off the Record. If you have not heard Episode 1, go to Minecraft off the You're going to hear Joe. You're going to hear Dan and you're going to hear Fred and you're going to laugh.
0: It was excellent. They, those guys are hilarious
1: and they, they kill things with dirt. And did, you know what it's like, it's like, it's like a Seinfeld episode because it it's really about is. a game, which is a game about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and they pulled it off and it was an amazing job. And I just got to say hats off to Joe Hats off to Dan. Hats off to Fred. You know, Dan and Fred are not used to the podcasting thing. They did an excellent job, and and Joe did did a superb job, just pulling all the pieces together and just assembling. You know, the, uh, just a phenomenal show. You need to listen to Minecraft off the record. If you don't, you're a fool. Man, I don't know what to do with
3: myself. This is more more. I've, this is the most I've ever been complimented in my life. Listen to Minecraft <laughs> off <on> the record. <laughs> Great, great freaking show. Great show. have more compliments if you died more during the live stream. Well, there's always <laughs> next nice week, Dave.
1: Um, Please do not forget about Diablo Off the Record. Myself, Dave, and Liz, we're going to be bringing to you uh, Diablo 3 as well that's, as the entire Diablo universe. That's going to be an epic show. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. We were, we were dingling around with the uh, Diablo 3 beta this weekend. Like I said, my, my soul was was destroyed in that game, and <laughs> my you know my whole family disowned me, my girlfriend dumped me, and I have no life, and I lost my job. <laughs> um, but I played Diablo three bit, and it was amazing. So you get to hear you get to hear all of that, my reaction, Dave's reaction, Liz's reaction. Uh, Liz's, you put Liz's, Dave Liz and Liz in the same room, and it's a powder cake. It is if you if you follow their if you follow their Twitter the last the last three nights. You've, you've laughed yourself to the point where you've vomited on your shoes because I have, and I was at work when I did it, so it was you know, awkward. The thing is...
0: <laughs> I don't want to know that! <laughs> what's
1: wrong with you? <laughs> Liz and with the powder keg. Ivar wins the match. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I'm just the, the, the uh, onlooker who feels awkward. <laughs> so, in any event, uh, Minecraft off the record, Diablo off the record, go check us out it's just you know minecraft's an amazing it's a great show diablo is going to be a great show if you if you can't remember what we do go to questgamingnetwork.com we are now part of the middle earth network every week we're becoming more integrated with them versus our websites and their radio and and just how we do this thing called podcasting and and how we how we get involved with, with our community. It's just, it's all coming together in a perfect storm on the Middle Earth network. Go to QuestGamingNetwork.com. You're going to be able to access everything from there.
2: Everything. So,
1: from there, how to reach us SkyrimOffTheRecord.com, QuestGamingNetwork.com, and our email SkyrimOffTheRecord at Gmail.com. Please, 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 please. Take the radio survey found on our each of our brand new websites. It takes five minutes and is vastly more important to our shows than those five-star reviews on iTunes. The five-star reviews on iTunes are extremely important. This is infinitely more important. And the reason why is because... When you go to our new websites and you see these this this uh, this this radio survey, okay, if you take five minutes of your time to just answer the the multiple questions as to what podcast you listen to and which podcast of on the Quest Gaming Network brought you there, okay, it's going to tell our potential advertisers what you listen to, and we're going to be able to recommend better products to you at lower cost and discounted rates so you're going to get a lot of functionality and um like coupons and discounts and the from nice them thing i'm sorry
3: well everyone wanted to know this as well is they said do i have to fill out a survey for each of the separate shows no you can actually select each show all at once
1: if you wanted to you can do that yes so Radio survey is vastly more important than – if you want to help the show out, okay, at this point, we, we have we have a generous amount of, of, of wonderful reviews from all of our unbelievable, wonderful fans. If you want to help the show out even further, go to one of our websites and take the radio survey. We only need 100 people, and then we can start pushing out some, some unbelievable deals for you guys. Unbelievable stuff. All right. You heard it at the top of the show, okay? Paid mentions—it's a small fee, ten dollars. We provide for any kind of small advertisement or shout out to whomever to commemorate whatever you wish. All right, please go to our website, utilize the PayPal donation button. There, there's also a donate button at the top bar on our um, on our sites as well. Okay, uh, you heard it at the the very beginning of the show today, um, and we we just want to say it is a service that that we do from uh, John John Harbor Book. Okay, he, he utilized it. All right, we did it, and he's going to be. Uh, we spoke to him. He's going to be doing this for uh, a couple of our shows throughout the week. So you're, you're going to hear us talk about him. If you want the same treatment, maybe you got a guild on Star Wars. Star Wars off the record. Okay, we'll shout you out. We've got one of the best underground SWTOR uh, podcasts out there. You're going to get your you're going to get your voice out to to hundreds potentially thousands of people if you're looking for people for your guild.
3: If you'd like to utilize this, we'd like to ask that in the comment section, where you put what you want us to say, to please tell us which
1: show you want it for. Indeed. Yeah, that'll help us out as well. Uh, Twitter. Okay? We all have Twitters, and you know what? We shout it out every show. The show has a Twitter. Skyrim Off The Record is at Skyrim O-T-R. Joe Wilson is at Author J-R Wilson. I E Varwin. M at Evarwin E-V-A-R-W-Y-N David is at E-N-F-O-R-S mm-hmm. D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E and Lou! Lou will be back uh, Monday, I think. Mm-hmm. So, probably next Skyrim episode he will be back. And he is at GamerGuy11B E R, one G-A-M-E-R b Send a tweet out to him. Tell him, you know what, man? Thanks yeah. for helping out my country. You're an awesome dude. Thank you so much.
0: You know, I love Lou with all my heart, but that loser still hasn't followed me on Twitter. <laughs>
1: Well, right now he's got his mud pressed into—he's got his face pressed into the mud. <laughs> so but. I'll, I'll forgive him
3: for that. <laughs> Skyrimoth Records, a Quest Gaming Network production, and I would just like to say, "Foose raw you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Say bye, Dave. Bye, Dave." Hey everybody, this is Joe the Widget Wilson, and I just want to feature a song sent in to us by a gentleman by the name of Marco King. He wrote this song and performed it. Enjoy.
0: I think we should give uh, dungeon advice. Yeah, I, I, I think we should too. So, uh, during my segment, I'm going to explain a dungeon that I went through.
2: Okay.
0: First, I went through a door
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then I went straight and I took a left, right, 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 left, left, right, right, left, left, Draugr, Draugr, <laughs> <Drogger>. left, left, <laughs> right, Draugr, trap <laughs> on the floor, Draugr, left, use the little dragon hand, uh, uh-huh. And then killed
1: a, a Draugr at the end, and that was the end. Of- I don't want to redo this on the show notes. It's, mm-hmm. like, way too much. <laughs> I just want to go to bed at this point. Totally. So like, totally. Like, I can't even be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, And I do that, too, exactly like that. I have a Valley Girl, valley girl moment every, every week. It's like, oh, my God. Do I really? I don't. It's right here.
3: I need to do my hair. I need to go take
1: a shower. My cuticles <laughs> need tension. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't painted my toes in a week, and they're all nasty.
3: <laughs> and then when you're done with that, you, the boss is pretty much already dead. You switch to your... <clears throat> wow. you just do that? What happened? <laughs> Someone burped. <laughs> yeah, that was totally a VAR one, dude.
1: Yeah, uh thought I had my microphone on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't always poop in the sand, but when I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's
3: a real Kajit of
0: genius.
1: (laughs) Real Kajit of genius. I do not always poop in the sand, but when I do, I prefer to do it around Markarth. (laughs) 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 The sand is so much
3: sweeter. Indeed. Real Kajit of genius, we salute you, Mr. Inventor of Fusra Poo.
1: Only you can shoot your feces out at record speeds. To you, everybody
0: is a pile of sand. (laughs) (laughs) Need, like, uh, some way to use my mouse with, like, a breathalyzer. (laughs) Breathalyzer? (laughs) Yeah, just, like, breathe left and it goes left. (laughs) (laughs) That's me double-clicking. FUSHOLDAR!